Live 24 hours a day, Monday through Saturday. The Rock of Talk, AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque. Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk, on AM 1600. KIVA, EBQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. 550-5500 is the number to call and text this afternoon. I'll take your calls uh, during the bottom of the third hour. And, of course, you can find us directly on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Podcasting, Citrus SoundCloud, and Spotify. Apping your apps, rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com. Glad to be bringing uh, all of those uh, to you. And uh, you've got all the news and show prep. If you're a subscriber directly at rockoftalk.news, you've got everything that we're going to go ahead and lay out and talk to you. And I know that you are very excited about some of the news that's coming off of the presses a couple of days ago. And, you know, I try to tell you guys, I was like, you know, don't lose faith. Don't lose. I mean, oh, how do you know he's going to win? How do you think that he's going to do? I think I've been telling you this since back in May, June, that this was Mark Ronchetti's race to lose. And all the pundits and all the news guys are going to get this wrong right from the very beginning. But right down the line, I've told you, keep the faith. When I met uh, uh, Mark Ronchetti back at the Republican Party convention, uh, which was, I believe, at the embassy suites at the beginning of the year, I said, I'm behind Zanetti, but as soon as you you know win, or if you win, we'll be right behind you. And True to my word, we've been doing exactly that because we put in all the work since last August. Since last August, we have literally been campaigning every single month all the way until today, October the 25th. And uh, read them and weep, folks, especially if you're Kamala Harris. Uh, she happens to be in town running on issues that really don't matter, don't move the needle quite as much as they think that they do. And uh, that is abortion. That's what she's here to do. She's here in the abortion capital of the world, that would be uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, sad to say, especially since we are the city of faith up in Santa Fe, but they are also the demons uh, up there. We have the third trimester uh, abortion capital of the world. We have travel abortions right here. The Mississippi Clinic decided to go ahead and move here. We decided to move our jobs from uh, Virgin Galactic to West Virginia, Mississippi, and Arizona. So we move things out that are good, move things in that are very bad. And Trafalgar, and that is our poll question for today. You got it free of charge at rockoftalk.news. Poll question uh, that went out to all of you today was exactly that, based upon those polls, ladies and gentlemen, which is the most accurate pollster from both 2016, I had to double check this, and 2020. Trafalgar Group, 66%, has Ronchetti up as of 10 21 22. Do you believe this poll or do you believe the other polls like the Sanderhoff poll or the uh, USA something or other uh, poll that was put out that have governor up 7% and 11%? In the Trafalgar poll, it has one Mark Ronchetti. Yeah, folks, uh, if you're looking at uh, Rock of Talk TV right now, you've got to be excited because this is good. I'll show you the poll right then and there. Uh, read them and weep. Ladies and gentlemen, there it is. The Trafalgar poll. It is Mark Ronchetti, 47. Lujan Grisham, 46. Karen Bedoni at 4%. Okay, couple three things to take away from this poll. 
First, Mark Ronchetti is up exactly two weeks, two weeks before the election and right smack dab in the middle of early voting. Okay. That's exactly where they needed to be on this particular poll. Second thing, should Mark Ronchetti not win, Karen Bedoni's campaign and those patriots out there who have been shaking their fist at Lujan Grisham are directly responsible for the loss that happens to the Republicans. Ronchetti is outperforming by 14 points. That means he has 14 percentage points more than there are registered registered Republicans in the state of New Mexico. Third thing, and this is across all three polls, Mark Ronchetti has closed the gap on the blend of those polls from a spread of 8% to a spread of 3.5%. As I told you at the beginning of the summer, this is Mark Ronchetti's race to lose. He's peaking at the right time. He outperformed her in terms of the financial fundraising. There's no doubt that the Democrats are going to cry foul top to bottom as much as they possibly can. But this is a beautiful poll. Right above that, you see the uh, October. And and this is after I put Karen Bedoni away last week. We put her to shame along with David Clements and Jay Block and the rest of these patriots down south. I even told Led Marker, you know, I said, what are you doing, dude? What are you even doing? You're wasting your time. Now, in the event that there isn't a Republican, in the event, let me let me say this loud, get out and vote. Whoever's telling you not to vote, wait till, uh, till election day, That you're wasting your time. Get out there and vote. Get every single Republican you can find, make sure that they vote, okay? I don't want to hear anything negative from here right up until the election. Nothing could be as bad as this governor that she had to haul Kamala Harris from Washington, D.C. to go ahead and talk about abortion. That's how desperate she is. That's how incredibly desperate she is. I told you you were going to be in this position, and you are. Now, don't be complacent. This is the time, and the field operation for Mark Ronchetti's group hasn't been as strong as it possibly could be. You need to make it better. Pound the pavement, knock the doors, do whatever you possibly can. Wave flags. I know Natalie's doing some big things this Friday and next Friday. Get the enthusiasm up. I know many of you guys are exhausted and tired, but let me tell you, when you look at that poll right there, October 19th through the 21st, okay, and I believe that that was last Thursday, right about the time that we started hitting Karen Bedoni as hard as we possibly could with her uh, uh, no degree, uh, no campaign money, no uh, uh, sore loser laws applied to her while she sits there and cries on Facebook and she's getting zero publicity. Plus, she didn't even get to compete inside the debates. She's gone. Bye-bye. Later. We're taking back our state. Mark Ronchetti is captaining the ship. You're going to follow him, and we're going to get rid of Lujan Grisham. It is that simple. Not to be outdone, the Democrats will go to the very end. They are not going to stop. I want you to understand. They play for keeps, and they are absolutely ruthless. They are ruthless. They don't care about anything but winning and having control, and that's all they have, folks. That's all they have right now. They've got nothing else. Those polls should give you hope, but don't be complacent. Follow through in the next two weeks, okay? 
in the event that Mark Ronchetti wins, and he will, prepare for this to be all counted down by MTO. Prepare for the ballots to go ahead and get started mailed in. Prepare for drops here and there, just like Michigan, Wisconsin, all this kind of stuff. Mark was smart. Mark didn't uh, pay any attention to the 2020 campaign of Donald Trump. And that's good because he got what he needed to get. He got the journal endorsement. Michelle Lujan Grisham somehow, some way got the Santa Fe New Mexican liberal endorsement. But there you go. Our state could not be worse. Another RGA release today. I will read that to you uh, right after the break, which is very important. Of course, Hillary Clinton she is uh, rearing her fat, ugly head all over again. And for that poll, 100% of you guys say that you believe in the Trafalgar Group poll. 100% of you. That gives me hope. Don't be a naysayer. Let's follow through. Let's get this. Let's win one for the Gipper. Yeah, old Reagan. That's the way we used to say. Back after a quick break in three minutes here in the Kiva. They're going to have them in both tabs of the show. So here's the first appearance of the Rolling Stones. Little Rolling Stones there. Yep, that's all right, folks. Uh, debut on Ed Sullivan's show, and uh, they were not invited back right away. In fact, they were going to be rolled off forever. The Ed Sullivan Show, so many people complained that Ed Sullivan said he'd never invite the Stones back, but they made another appearance just the following year, the state 1964, uh, when uh, they came rolling out on stage. Now, uh, win one for the Gipper. Remember, he played the Gip. That would be Ronald Reagan. And we've got a lot to win here, folks. Uh, speaking of wins, Bobby Knight, the second winningest coach of all time. Happy birthday to him. He turns 82 years of age today. A lot of good things happening next door in our uh, second and third home states of uh, both Arizona and Nevada. So many of you guys uh, travel there, and I think it's all important uh, for you to understand winning, right? There's three ways. There's three three ways. You cheat, you're smarter, or you're first. Let's be smarter because we haven't, and let's definitely be first. Get your butts out there and vote. Get ahead of the curve. They're scared, and they're going to start turning out. This is the fright that they need to get motivated. Seeing Ron Ketty up one, seeing a red wave wash across the country, which is what's happening right now, they're forecasting as high as 55-45 in the Senate. Now, I don't think that that's possible. I think it's 52-48 all day long. Maybe 53-47. That's as good as it's going to get. Okay. When it comes to the House, it's 227, 205. Uh, you now have other people saying exactly that number. I said that number more than a month ago. Okay. My question for you all today is who's more likely to cheat and why? GOP or the Dems? <laughs> now there's all this false information. Who's most likely to cheat on their spouse? Republicans or Democrats? And they're like, oh, Republicans are just ter- terrible people, right? Oh, boy. She's back, folks. Just in time because they've got no other card to play at this point. What's the card that they're going to play? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be her. It's going to be this one. 
back again from eight years ago. It's actually six years ago. She's forecasting 24 so she can gaslight you for 2022. Let's bring her in. Hello, Indivisibles. I'm here to highlight something that <laughs> is keeping me up at night. Mm, I bet. And I know this group really understands what I'm about to say. I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections, and they are incredibly important. But we also have to look ahead because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. Right-wing extremists already have a plan oh, to is. literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing control. What is she telling you right there? She's telling you that we are stealing the midterms, and she's admitting that the Democrats are going to get landslided in 2022. Is that not what she's saying? That's what I hear. Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, mm. state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Now, remember, we've already surrendered the national popular vote, and that national popular vote, 72.1% of all the states have already said, yeah, I'm for the national popular vote. They're 28% away. She's gaslighting you because she wants you to go over the edge, and she wants to get rid of the outmoded, the archaic electoral college. Just think, if that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote oh. or even by the anachronistic electoral college. Oh, there it is. There it is. Taking the hits so that we don't have any chance in 2024. She has to get ahead of it. She has to tell you that we cheated in 2022 with all of these wins that are coming. Okay. That's what they're prepared for. They're also going to tell you about how bad the economy is, that we're the reason for the crime, that we're the reason why COVID went so bad. No, they are responsible for all of this. Right, Kamala? I think she can hear us loud and clear. But by state legislatures, many of them Republican controlled. Mm. But there's also good Dear news in the motivation. face of this very real threat to democracy. Indivisible has launched Crush the Coup to make sure we're ready to defend. So Indivisibles and then the, we're the deplorables still, right? I believe that we're still the deplorable. Defend democracy in 2024. They've put together a list of critical races in six key states and how you can get involved. Will you support Crush the Coup by donating Whoa! to Indivisible? The coup, I believe the coup was done about four to seven in the morning, um, the night in uh, November, a cold winter's night in 2020 across. Uh, let's just cover the state, shall we? Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Georgia, where you did a dump, 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 and dump again. Oh, yeah, and let's not forget Pennsylvania. It's all the same players, all the same time, literally at the same time. All the votes just got dumped there, and you saw this wild swing happen all at once. The coup was them. Classic gaslighting projection all day long look how look at that crazy look in that woman's eyes legislature candidates each of these races is highly competitive and your dollars mm. could very well decide all right so she's begging for money you know who doesn't need to beg for money mark ronchetti because he is literally kicking michelle luhan grisham's ass in the last report 1,077 likely voters between October 19th through the 21st trafalgar poll released on monday showed that ronchetti holds a narrow lead over incumbent grisham there it is, Trafalgar Group handing that out. With all the spill out, you can get it at rockoftalk.news. The approval rating, 
her approval rating is exactly, exactly what her poll numbers are. Public policy put it right at that. 46% approval rating, 46% in the polls. That tells you people want something different. A majority of the people want something different here in this state. Violent crime, harming, traumatizing, and literally killing too many New Mexicans, property crime, blah, blah, blah. This is all the stuff handed out by the RGA that I read to you yesterday, okay? Mark Ronchetti puts this out. And he says, you grabbed a male staffer, staffer's crotch, then said, is there anything down there? Then you paid him $150,000 to shut up about it. That has been proven true on KRQE's website, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, let, let's go to Here we it. go again. This is what 25 years in government gets you. This gets you a governor who wants to play Jeopardy. She wants to go and get Alex Trebek wound up. Let me see what I can ask. And let me tell you something, Governor. People have had enough of the political games. It's garbage at this point. And, and let's talk about this. Garbage. Said, You've been more transparent than any governor in history. Governor, you grabbed a male staffer's crotch, a gay male, and then you said, is there anything down there? You then paid him $150,000, Governor, and then you made him shut up about it. And now you have the gall to sit up here and not only victimize James Hallinan, but you re-victimize him. If you remember back, you said during the Andrew Cuomo scandal, if you don't believe those who go and bring these charges, then you're re-victimizing. So you're victimizing, re-victimizing, and now, and the topper of all toppers, you're creating yourself as the victim. Governor, this is the sort of thing that people cannot stand. You've never come clean. You've never said, look, I made a mistake. Here we go. You've just continued to lie about this issue time after time after time. And let me tell you about experience. Experience, especially the experience we need in this office, is someone with character, someone who has been in tough situations and doesn't lie about them, doesn't belittle people, and doesn't try to shrink other people to make themselves feel better. You on a regular basis do that in every single way. You shut down stores and then you go jewelry shopping. You shut down our ability to see our families and then you hold parties. And then you keep our kids out of school and you roll up to Navajo Lake and you have a party with your friends while we're on lockdown. You are a hypocrite, Governor. Wow. I don't know what else we could possibly say uh, that our new governor didn't already say right there. That's right, folks. People get ready. A change is going to come. Didn't they play that all across all, all the radio stations at one time, right? Well, uh, there's over 150 examples of Democrats denying the election, election results. And that's exactly what's going to happen when the Democrats lose here in this state, the gubernatorial, and across the country. The research, all there, rockoftalk.news, okay? The RGA puts it out. For decades, Democrats have refused to accept the results of elections they lost. Biden and the Democrats have a long history of con uh, contesting election outcomes. Democrats called the 2000 presidential election stolen, fraudulent, and a coup d'etat. Goes all the way down to 2017 where McAuliffe claimed that Al Gore did win the election. Uh, let's, and he was a former DG, DGA as well as the DNC chairman. Democrats repeatedly casting doubt on legitimacy of the 2004 election when Bush won re-election. Back in uh, 2016, in 2017, seven House Democrats tried to object to the 2016 election electoral votes. That came out. Democrats have continued to cast out on other elections since 2016, including in 2020 after losing his House race. Representative Anthony Brindisi called for authorities to investigate voting irregularities and issues of massive disenfranchisement by voters. The same thing is going to happen here in New Mexico, and it's going to happen everywhere throughout the country. The whining has already begun, folks, because they see the writing on the wall. Ronchetti leads Michelle Lujan Grisham by one point in the latest Trafalgar. 4-7-13 won't pick that up. 
Certainly, Joe Monahan will hardly address that in any positive manner. That's the truth. Walk away with it. Back in three, you and me in the Kiva. I'm sick and tired of hearing things All right, on this day, John Lennon. Well, uh, he wanted some truth, and uh, he got it. Uh, he actually went after the government of the United States of America, sued the U.S. government for allegedly using surveillance against him in connection with his deportation case. So uh, there you go. Also, uh, I don't know if you even knew this. The FBI actually uh, did not give... Uh, did you know the number one song of all time is R-E-S-P-E-C-T and then it's Fight the Power? Yeah, th- that's the number one song of all time, Rudy. I didn't know if you knew that. Or I right. did not. The Rolling Stones, number one. Uh, are They did not give uh, Aretha Franklin uh, the R-E-S-P-E-C-T uh, that she uh, was looking uh, for because they were actually following her for over 40 years 40 years she had a whole host of uh, issues uh, uh speaking of uh, issues here's a woman who had a lot of issues uh, her name if you don't remember huma abedin uh, here she is on the question of uh, billary you also address the age-old question why did hillary stay with bill after that i do she made the decision that she thought was right for herself her family and her country did she choose country over what did she, what did she marriage? Choose? What does that mean? I think that's the both and. It was not, in my opinion, either or. Abedin says loyalty is at the core of her relationship with Hillary Clinton. But their close relationship was tested when Anthony Weiner's sexting Weiner. scandals made front page All news. right, so the first time that you Google, so go in and, and what I want you to do is I want you to Google Republicans cheating. And we're going to answer the question right now. The first thing that comes up is marriage. Well, nothing could be more famous than that marriage right there, as far as I'm concerned. And then right next to it, <laughs> Anthony Weiner. Boy, you just can't make this stuff up. This stuff just, this stuff just, uh, <laughs> this stuff just cooks itself, right, Clark? Uh, it's pretty amazing stuff. Uh, the uh, poll question, by the way, 100% of you believe the Trafalgar Group. A lot of texts uh, coming in. Uh, Eddie, I was I was pulled by Trafalgar last week by email. I voted for Ron Ketty. I'm impressed how they even found me. I'm 75. I've never been even uh, politically polled before. Hillary, future and past election denier. Russia, Russia, Russia. Wait for it. Dominion machine machines cheating. Uh, that is from K-Man. Pat checks in on the Clay and Buck show this morning. They listed blue states with a good chance of going red. New Mexico was one of them. In fact, Ron Ketty was on Clay and Buck just last week. And in my opinion, he knocked it out of the park. And Hot Sauce says, Eddie, I was present these supplies. The urinal came out and supported Mark. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I gave them to you yesterday. I think that's a uh, big win. Steve checks in. Hillary is speaking in Divisible.org, a very radical group with affiliation in many New Mexico cities, including Albuquerque, Rio Rancho, Las Cruces, and Santa Fe. I attended two meetings at O'Neill's, and they had a sign-up sheets to be a P.O.L. or a poll worker, excuse me. <laughs> Uh, better than a POS. It was like a 60s hippie reunion of communist supporting radicals and all the other communist groups like the Party for Socialism and Liberation of Black Lives Matter and the recruitment at our universities with their newspapers focusing on abortion, which is their only issue. So there it is. Let's uh, answer the question. Who's more likely to cheat and why? Well, let's say who has cheated. 
the Democrats. And why? Because they don't actually have a majority and they don't have the best interests of this country at heart. I think we certainly know that. That's why Kamala Harris is in town today. I had a, a complete list of all the things that she was uh, doing. I sent them over uh, today. Vice President Harris's daily schedule. We are an AP radio station, so I get all that stuff. I can go into any meeting I want. As a, I'm a credentialed Associated Press member. Did you know that? Isn't that kind of cool, Rudy? I, can, I love that. I can just go in any, anywhere I want. She departed uh, the joint base. Andrews en route to Albuquerque. Pool Press was there, arrived at the Albuquerque International Sus uh, Sunport to deliver remarks at the finance event, finance event with Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham at 1234 Mountain Standard Time. She got in editorial pool only speaks at a moderated conversation on protecting reproductive rights. Uh, they should phrase that differently. And Dr. Eve Espy, E-S-P-E-Y, University of New Mexico at 2.30 p.m. this afternoon, pre-credentialed only media. So I went to allowed in. Departs Albuquerque en route to Seattle. She departed just before, ladies and gentlemen, just before I got on air at 3.50 and arrives at King County International Airport where they are trying to hold on to a Senate seat and very, very desperately. 550-5500, I'll get to more of your uh, text a little bit, but I think we've answered the first question. So now the Democrats, we got to start talking about energy. We got to start talking about the economy. They're intertwined. The low information voter, the guy who doesn't pick up the newspaper, the people are like, oh, I always blow, vote blue. They're now not thinking of voting blue because of the cost of gas. And right now you have Democrats lying about U.S. exports of oil to the EU and Russia. And I provide all the data directly at rockoftalk.news. And this is absolutely false. This is on uh, uh, Mika Brzezinski's uh, Morning Joe. Uh, take a listen to this because it's, again, absolutely ridiculous. This is what they tell themselves every morning and hope, hope, hope that uh, you won't pay attention. The Russians have been uh, over the past several months, the miscalculations, they just, this will be, historians will see this as, as, as really one of the great geopolitical blunders uh, of, of our time. So let, let, let's talk about that war's impact, which I alluded to earlier. The United States already provides more gas to the EU than Russia did at its peak. And now the EU buys 80% less from Russia than they did before Russia's attack on Ukraine. This is all right. Wait, stop there. We provide more to the EU than Russia did at its peak. How is that even possible? Have you looked at the Germany, uh, German uh, uh, barrels per, per day? Oh, you don't have to. All you have to do is go to rockoftalk.news directly and you can see everything, including the report that has just come out, which states that U.S. has less than a month of diesel in stockpile. If this is all we have left, how are we even providing any of this stuff to the EU? This is absolutely ridiculous, right? Oh, no. Uh, they're talking about it, folks. Take a listen. And talking about gas prices. President Joe Biden is expected to announce three steps on that topic today. The first is the sale of 15 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to be delivered in December. Okay, so if we've got 15 whatever million barrels that are coming in the strategic oil desert and we're still doing this over with morning joe devastating for russia is it not it's it absolutely is devastating 86 percent of russia's gas was being sold to the eu because they had to putin smugly said well we're just going to pivot east and sell it to india and sell it to china this is nothing but politicking this is all wishful thinking none of this is true 
All you have to do is look at the chart that I provided. It's all right there in black and white. And macroeconomists at universities around the world, the IMF and many in the media believe that. Uh, they didn't realize that gas is not fungible. That natural <laughs> gas, it's, it's, it has to, it's a vapor. It has to go through pipelines. He doesn't have those pipelines to go. We're, we're, oh, we just blew up the pipelines. He doesn't have those pipelines. He, he doesn't have the, 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 the Nord Stream 2. And Nord Stream 1 wasn't operational. We took all that out, and now we're selling our gas. We're supplying, but look how we took them out. And we told all these people that we didn't blow up the pipes. They're bragging about it right in front of you, folks. Go into China and India. So that's just sitting in the ground. And who's filled it? Like you said, Joe, the U.S. The US. With what? We're digging into our strategic petroleum reserves at this point. I just told you, U.S. has less than a month Less than a month of diesel in stockpile. It's right there. The White House says that would meet his promise to release a total of 180 million barrels over six months. The president took historic, historic efforts in the past several months to make sure that we brought gas prices down. Biden's also expected to talk about shoring up reserves for the future. That is Whoa. We're, 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 we're sending everything to replace everything Russia has done, and we're digging into our strategic petroleum reserves at the very same time. How irresponsible can you get? Oh, yeah, we got an election to win, folks. That's what they do. That is their focus. Rock of Talk News, I have a Keystone Pipeline officially canceled by who else? Joe Biden. This was done back in 2021. If we actually had that amount, we could be the number one exporter like we were under Donald Trump. Then you could talk like this guy about how we're exporting oil all over the world. Us now sells more uh, gas to uh, to the EU than Russia did at its peak. Russia's now down to about 9% coming into the two remaining pipelines, and that's really hurting yeah. him. Oil and gas is two-thirds of his uh, economy. Here's, here's another shock. Here's another shock. Because... You know, of course, there are people. Wow. Imagine telling yourself anything so that you can just hope that you'll get through the election, folks. The Keystone XL was halted by TC Energy after Joe Biden revoked the key permit needed for a U.S. stretch of a 1,200-mile project. This is their commitment to green new energy. This is the chokehold that Deb Holland and Michelle Lujan Grisham have put on this country. Democratic governors throughout the country have done exactly this. They've aided and abetted, and we're acting like we're exporting more than we ever have, and we are not. The XL pipeline was supposed to carry 830,000 barrels per day of Alberta oil to Nebraska. It does not do it because it is gone. 550-5500, back after a quick break here in the Kiva. Check on weather and traffic with Senor Rudy Grande when we return. <laughs> Make me feel sick, sick, sick. I want a new job. Want the water in my head. 
going with you. Uh, isn't he the coolest? I uh, love that uh, American Psycho piece where he's talking about sports. Uh, very funny. Uh, <laughs> Go back to that. Uh, Huey Lewis uh, and the news. Well, uh, back on this day, what was it? In uh, 1991, Bill Graham died in a helicopter crash after Huey Lewis concert in Concord, California. He was 60 years of age as a promoter for uh, Huey Lewis. So uh, on this day back then and on this day in history, ladies and gentlemen, it's sort of the day of plane crashes, uh, Rudy. Kind of sad. Uh, We have uh, 1999 golfer Payne Stewart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and five others were killed when their Learjet flew uncontrolled for more than four hours. It just kept going and going, and uh, apparently there was a puncture into the vessel, into the cabin, and then everyone had hypoxia, I guess, is what happened. Yeah, uh, no and, oxygen. And everyone, you know, no oxygen. So it flew for four hours. They were tracking it before it crashed in uh, South Dakota. He was only 42 years of age. I believe he had just won the... Uh, U.S. Open uh, the previous year. Payne Stewart, there's a link there to him. And also, on this very same day, October the 25th, both Payne Stewart went down in 1999. Three years later, and conspiracy surrounds all the things with uh, one Senator Paul Wellstone went down in 2002. He was a senator from Minnesota, killed in a plane crash in northern Minnesota, not too far there from uh, South Dakota, along with his wife, daughter, and five others a week and a half before the election. Uh, do you recall that? Do you remember that yeah. happened? Yeah. Go back and look at that. A link there to uh, Wellstone as well. So there we are. Plane crashes here uh, galore on uh, 1999 and uh, 2002. Both very, very sad events. And uh, boy, that's that's the one way I think nobody wants to go. Right, Rudy? I, think, I don't. No, yeah, thank you. I think every- <laughs> nobody even wants to say it, right? My kids jump on the plane. The first thing they say, Dad, is this going to crash? You know? <laughs> that's the first thing they, they say, Rudy. Yeah, that's what we got on board. Yeah, yeah it's like, yeah, I got to tell them that, hey, hey Rudy, you can't, can't do that. All right, 550-55. Let's go back to uh, the Keystone XL pipeline so that you know what's happening. By the way, Microsoft uh, stocks are tumbling. Uh, not not doing well for uh, Albuquerque's own um, Mr. Uh, Bill Gates, that's right. The Keystone XL pipeline, as I stated, was expected to carry 830,000 barrels per day of oil crude to Nebraska. It was delayed for 12 years due to opposition from landowners, Native American tribes. We had that here. We we emboldened them. 10-mile circumference all the way. There's nothing there. Please stop. And, of course, environmentalists. $9 billion is what that oil pipeline that became a symbol of the rising political clout. This from CNBC of climate change advocates and a flashpoint in U.S.-Canada relations. Keystone XL, which was proposed way back in 2008 to bring oil from Canada's western tar sands to U.S. refiners, halted by TC Energy after Joe Biden revoked a key permit needed for U.S. stretch of that 1,200-mile project. This is a landmark moment in the fight against climate crisis, says Jared Margolis, a senior attorney for the Center for Biological Diversity. That's a lot of mumbo jumbo. We're hopeful that the Biden administration will continue to shift this country in the right direction by opposing fossil fuel projects. Now, that's a luxury at this point. But if you listen to Morning Joe and if you listen to, you know, the White House, they're telling you that this is a winning strategy, yet they're doing things that are in total opposition to each other. They're tap, tap, tapping into the strategic oil reserve and they're XX exporting whatever they possibly can to the EU because they blew up Nord Stream 2. Yes, they blew up Nord Stream 2. There's no other way to say it. Okay. You can go back to rockoftalk.news last week 
And you can see the Swedish translation of everything that's there, that it was blown up and there was no Russian subs or anything else in that sea. We remain disappointed and frustrated with the circumstances surrounding the Keystone XL project, including the cancellation of the presidential permit for the pipeline's border crossing. According to Alberta, sorry, uh, the uh, Canadian premier, Jason Kenney, said in a statement, Donald Trump had approved a permit for that line back in 2017, and we became a net exporter. What happened to TC Energy? Well, they went in from $2.2 billion plus uh, into the minus, and it started failing as a company. This is uh, what's happening all over. Things are becoming more expensive. You know, inflation setting in, the cost of gas, which hits absolutely everything. I don't know what the current cost of gas is, but I want to say somewhere between 375 and 380 Rudy, if you could check that on the AAA, the current uh, cost of gas. But this whole hour should be characterized with a winning spirit, okay? Because I believe that the people of New Mexico and across this country are so ready for change. They're tired of being abused. They waited until the last possible second. Even blue states like Washington and New Mexico could potentially turn red. Mark Ronchetti is up by one point in Trafalgar. This looks absolutely awesome at this point. Two weeks. But don't rest on your laurels. There are no laurels. We know they cheat. We know they control with $52 million of their software. And out in Torrance County, they can't even track down one of the booths. One of the voting machines. Just missing. Maggie Toulouse-Oliver, as far as I know, can't track it down. And after the audit hasn't audited all the information in the scene. Now, I know just very, very topically some of the information out there, but if you know what's going on out there in Torrance County, I think that's enough to go ahead and deal with uh, Maggie Toulouse-Oliver even more because there's some shenanigans that are happening out there for sure. But all that being said, Indiana Hoosiers, when they went the perfect season, I believe that was in 75 or 77, and were the greatest uh, coaches in the history of college sports, much less uh, or much more uh, college basketball, which is very difficult, uh, racking up nearly a thousand wins. Endorse Donald Trump and happy birthday to Bobby Knight at the RNC. This is what he did as his big send off. And this is what we need going in. You have to think of this in terms of uh, sports metaphors, right? In the last two minutes, We've got to close. We've got to run the right plays. We have to execute. We can't play not to lose. We can't go in our prevent defense. We've got to go in full-blown attack as if we're going to win, but we think that we're going to lose, okay? we got to play to win. Take the risk. Get your butts out there. I'm proud to be a part of Team Trump working toward making America the greatest there is. As a coach, my main objective was to win, and I know Donald Trump will always have winning on his mind. That's exactly what we need. 1976, by the way, is the, the year when uh, they went 32-0. and 0. I think uh, Zay was on that, uh, Isaiah Thomas. Happy birthday to Bobby Knight. Let's make Bobby Knight proud. You might, you might remember Norm Ellenberger back in the day. Uh, certainly, I think you were around uh, Albuquerque when they had uh, Lobogate, right, uh, Rudy? Oh, yeah, and he was friends with some common friends that you and I have down the street. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Uh, you mean Ellenberger? Yeah. The they, greatest he, basketball team. I think at one yeah. time we were ranked number five or number three in the country, if I'm not mistaken. Well, uh, Coach Bobby Knight did a whole lot more than that. He actually came out, and I think – 
Bobby Knight could have been anything he wanted in the state of uh, of Indiana. Donald Trump did not need Mike Pence to win Indiana. You folks, yeah, thank you. You folks, you folks are taking a look at the most prepared man in history to step in as president of the United States. That man right there. There has never been a presidential candidate prepared to the length that this man is. You will be having our government take its first step toward what all of us want America to be like. I had these, you know, they talk in a negative way when they went to about Donald and and they talk about, uh, you know, he he isn't uh, presidential. I don't know what the hell that means. Three weeks ago, I said, boy, this Indiana is turning out to be a very, very important place as it should be, right? And I said to myself, and I speak to friends in Indiana, but I said to myself, and who would be the greatest endorsement in the history of Not Indiana? Mike Pence. And I said, I have to find that phone number, right? <laughs> and I went out and I found the phone number right away. I knew exactly where it was. Of course, it was Bobby Knight. And uh, Bobby Knight has never betrayed uh Donald Trump, and I should also say that uh, we are not going to betray our country. We're going to get out. We're going to vote. We're going to get behind Ron Ketty. We're going to get behind every Republican. Hour two just for you here in the ABQ up next. Live 24 hours a day, Monday through Saturday. The Rock of Talk, AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque. Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk, on AM 1600 KIV, ABQ.FM, Hour 2 coming at you from the ABQ on Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Podcasting, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, and of course Audible. Download our free apps at rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com, and you got all the show prep, and you prepped uh, through the first couple of topics here as we always uh, answer our questions. we got our five questions uh, for the show. Uh, a nice way to say that you came away, it was time well spent and you had some takeaways. Who's more likely to cheat and why, GOP or Democrats? That would be the Democrats. Uh, every way, shape, and form, it's what they do. And they project, project, project as much as they possibly can. And they're in control here in the state and anywhere they control the voting. And uh, I'd say, what, 75, 80, 90% of the poll workers seem to be uh, Democrats. So answer to that is clearly the Democrats, at least on uh, my, you're happy to go ahead. Uh, I'd be happy if you would answer the questions at rockoftalk.news. Uh, are Democrats, too, lying about the U.S. exports of oil to the EU versus Russia? Absolutely we are. It's just no possible way it could even take place. We're not going to have strategic oil reserves. And as I have already demonstrated to you, the Keystone Pipeline not only canceled, but it's caused less than a month of diesel in the stockpile. And the Dems are trying to lie their way through the elections, and then they'll put some bandages on, and we'll have the uh, sort of uh, 
crippled economy, crippled country that we have had. So I've told you it's it's basically two topics that are going to win it for us. You know, it's it's crime, right? And that should be number one. But Tim Keller shut off the he shut off the the, the radio, right? He shut off all the radios. I, I didn't get a radio. That was a pre DUI. <laughs> So I, I didn't get that. And then uh, the other thing is no one's able to actually keep track of what's happening as far as crime in the city of Albuquerque. Okay. Across the country, they're doing their gosh darn best to suppress the statistics from one blue city to another. Okay. But we know that they're lying when it comes to crime. We've got this turnstile justice system that just turns them right back out immediately. I mean, here's like, well, what, what can we possibly do? They just let out Darian Bashir's brother yesterday, the district attorney did, after shooting his baby mama eight times. She's mother to two of his kids. He got out in less than three years. His name, Ephraim Bashir. That's right, folks. These ads that Mark Ronchetti is running saying that uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham doesn't care about criminality in the state of New Mexico are 100% true, okay? 100% true. And the accusation, it checked out with KRQ8. KRQ had all the goods on that. They looked at whether or not Michelle Lujan Grisham paid 150 k to James Hallinan. She never even said James Hallinan's name. She never even pled to the fact that, oh, yeah, I did this and we paid him $150,000 to go away. No, they just ignored it. They had paid 150 k and it became a campaign issue because she would not address it. She could not admit to it because she was embarrassed. Don't you wish somebody was there filming it? I guarantee someone's got to have some film somewhere at some point, right? Those guys are always Instagramming, TikToking, uh, Facebooking, all of their experiences around the very rich and the very powerful. Folks, the criminality that is alive and well in the Democrat Party is actually by design. Crime is rising from Democrat Party policy. Their policies lead to increased crime. Mayoral party affiliation and violent crime in America show a two-to-one difference. Two-to-one. In every blue city, looking across the top 100 cities, and that's my question for you today, are you surprised at the two-to-one ratio of crime in Democrat versus GOP cities? Well, Tucker addressed it last night. And it's the crime surge happening throughout the rest of the country. It is here. Nobody does it better than Tucker. I like to say that I kind of hold a small candle to, to the man, but he does a great job every night at 6 p.m. Take a listen. This video, you can see that guy in the yellow hoodie shove him right under the subway tracks. He zeroed in on the innocent commuter and then charged right at him. Martin ended up in the hospital, just grateful to be alive. Oh, this random attack. There are a lot of random attacks on the internet, you may have noticed. Are they random? Really? The person who did that is not being sought as a hate criminal. You wonder why. Um, but the point is, those kinds of attacks didn't used to happen. Now they're commonplace enough that you may no longer be shocked by them. But if you live there, you stay off the subway as a result. Crime in Philadelphia is completely out of control. For example, Last year, Philadelphia recorded 562 murders. That is the highest homicide total since 1960. That happens to be the year the city started tracking homicide data. This year in Albuquerque, New Mexico, we we're going to break the record for 129. Oh, wait, wait, no longer. We had to go ahead and shut down the radio so that you couldn't track crime and the murders and 
you know, the recordings of the bodies and various. Oh, and I think Albuquerque Raw was like, uh, there's not been a single crime, a single murder for 11 days, our longest streak of the year. How did that all just happen all of a sudden? Oh, it's because that also containment and not letting that information go out to the public is also, let's say it, by design. This year in Philadelphia, crimes like robbery with a gun are up 47 percent. Now, why is this happening? It's not an accident. None of this is an accident. Crime is rising as a direct result of policies designed to make crime rise. And at the same time, any effort by normal people, middle class people to defend themselves is immediately met with the full ferocity of the state. So this is an attempt, of course, to destroy the American middle class. Let's just be honest about it. This is crime with a purpose. They don't want to have this conversation, the people who did this. And that's why they attack you personally and morally if you bring it up. So in Philadelphia, a lot of these crimes can be traced to one man, Soros-backed DA Larry Krasner. He's decided not to charge many robbers with crimes. Arrests and charges for retail theft in Philadelphia have dropped by about 70%. Now let's talk about Soros-backed DA, who just let out Ephraim Bashir, okay? In addition to all the other stuff that the Ronchetti campaign has brought up, you have a woman who fears for her life because her baby daddy just got out of jail yesterday morning, E-P-H-R-A-I-M, Bashir, B-A-S-H-I-R, the uncle to Darian Bashir. He got let out because he's a safe. He, he, it's okay. You can fire AK-47s at the Albuquerque Police Department all you want. We're just going to turn it back out because we didn't process the paperwork. Oh, you could shoot somebody in downtown Albuquerque. We'll let you out two months later, Darian Bashir, and then you end up murdering. Jackson Weller, a University of New Mexico baseball player. That's what you get in a state run by Michelle Lujan Grisham in a city run by Tim Keller, ladies and gentlemen, and a DA that is Raul Torres, who might just be your attorney general if you don't stop him. Over the past four years, in that same period, reports of robberies jumped more than 20%. You see how this works? If you stop charging people with certain crimes, they commit more of them. That seems like an obvious observation. And again, it's more evidence this is not an accident. Larry Krasner is not an idiot. None of these people are stupid. They're doing this on purpose. They're trying to destroy. Now, why are they doing that? Well, we can't guess as to motive, but they're definitely doing it. So when asked about this, how does Larry Krasner respond? Shut up, racist. Watch. We're just looking at Philly right now in a superheated election cycle. We're part of the Republican well, well, you know where this is going to go. For, a man okay? and his dog. You know where this is going to go. Just the same way it goes in the state of New Mexico. Just like with the Arnold tool, look at how many, how much money they donated. 37 different cities where they implemented the Arnold tool and states. And guess who the main donor for Michelle Lujan Grisham's campaign is? Yep, that little uh, philanthropy called the Arnold tool. Back after a quick break in three. It's been one week since you looked at me. Get back together, come back and see me. Three days is the living room. I 
realize I saw my fault, but couldn't tell you yesterday. You'd forgiven me, but it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry. Hold it, now I want to look wink. Does it make you stop think? You'll think you're looking at Aquaman. I summon fish to the dish, although I like the shallow Swiss, I like the sushi, cause it's never touched a frying pan. Hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes. Speak like Leanne rhymes, because I'm all about value. Er, Camper's got the mad hits. You try to match wits, you try to hold me, but I bust through. Can I make a break and take a pick? I like a stink and they can shake out like vanilla. It's the finest of the flavors. Gonna see the showcase and you know the vertigo is gonna go because it's so dangerous. You'll have to sign a waiver. Can I help Oh, you? come on. At least one time in your life, you tried to write down all those lyrics and you tried to, uh, you know, repeat them all. And you could never get it right because it's literally impossible. The Bare Naked Ladies, uh, happy birthday to their lead singer who did get it right. He's also an Eddie, uh, Ed Robertson of Bare Naked Ladies. It is a Bare Naked Ladies five o'clock uh, hour there, Rudy. Uh, fun, safe for this Bare Naked Ladies is safe for the kids, just so you know. So, the well, Bare Naked Ladies just for the, the kids. It, well, I mean, it's, it's a band. It's not, you know, coming through the radio. You can't really see it. Uh, by the way, our poll question for today, the most accurate pollster from 2016 and 2020, Trafalgar Group has Ron Ketty up 10-21-22. Do you believe this poll? Or do you believe the other polls that have Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham up 7 and 11%? Take the poll. 100% of you believe in the Trafalgar Group, as you should. I think uh, it is the most accurate pollster. Wait, I don't have to say it. Uh, it's actually been proven that it is the most accurate pollster. And you just heard from uh, Tucker Carlson. I mean, all the, the all the leaves, all the winds, everything is seemingly blowing in the right direction. And I've got to be pretty happy. You've got to be pretty happy. We've got two weeks to follow through and get this done. The two issues, economy and crime. Keep it there. Don't waver. And don't try to say, oh, Mark Ronchetti is not Republican enough for me. He's Republican enough. He's got an R next to the name. And honestly, that's about all I need. Now, we don't want to become, you know, D.C., but we already have in many ways. District of Columbia's criminal code allows inmates to ask for early release 20 years into their sentence and decriminalizes openly urinating and defecating in public. That, that's right, folks. It's all right there. All right there for you. We, we don't have those same laws here. You can't get arrested for stealing anything less than $1,000. Minimum sentences for most crimes would be removed, period, right? Didn't we remove anybody who's ever smoked pot and who was criminalized for that in the state of New Mexico, right? I think we did that. I think that's getting purged now or we're in the middle of it or it's already done. The minimum for first-degree murder. Minimum for first-degree murder is 24 years. From the current 30 years. That's it. We'll reduce that too. Ward 6 Council Member Charles Allen, Chairman of the Judiciary and Public Safety Committee, said he will propose greater maximum sentences for serious crimes such as robbery, robbery, burglary, carjacking, and crimes involving a weapon or a firearm. It's scheduled to vote this Friday to advance a proposed change in the full D.C. Council, which puts the bill, which is titled Revised Criminal Code, making it absolutely uh, decriminalization in D.C. In fact, maybe we can say that now. Washington, D.C. Washington, Washington decriminalized. The changes to the criminal code, which was enacted back in 1901, come as cities throughout the country are dealing with crime waves, including one Albuquerque, New Mexico. Carjackings have increased 16%. Okay? 5% on motor vehicle uh, thefts in D.C. 2% according to the data from the Metropolitan Police Department. Homicides are down 4% from 2021, but that was a record year. It was the deadliest year since 2003 with 226 murders. Other drops include assault with a dangerous weapon, They've declined 13% in sex abuse, 15% in burglary, et cetera, et cetera. So here it is. It has the full 
faith <laughs> and sponsorship of DC Council Chairman Mr. Mendelson and Mayor Muriel Bowser, right? But can you imagine if they were January the 6th uh, type people, right? Uh, what would happen to them? Well, they would never let up on them, right, Rudy? I think we, we certainly know that. But we see these policies enacted other places have already been acted here, okay? The decriminalization is in full force. In fact, Michelle Lujan Grisham and Mark Ronchetti was right to point it out, let out all these criminals during COVID because we were afraid of them getting COVID. The spread was going to be too much. That, that was literally the justification. Do you even remember that? Oh, when, yeah. when, when, when that was happening, it was like, well, we're going to let them out. We're going to let these criminals out because we don't want them to go ahead and spread COVID. What are they spreading COVID to? To themselves? How's COVID even getting in there? Oh, that's a whole other ball of wax. The crime is rising from Democrat Party policy design. Now, here are the numbers. Read them and weep, folks. Okay. I gave all this stuff uh, to you, so you had this, so you could look at this and say to yourself, oh my gosh, this data is actually right. And it's all in PDF, so you can open it up, crack it open, send it, whatever. So here it is. Mayoral party affiliation and violent crime rates in America's most populated cities. Here it is. If we can uh, blow this up. What what is it with uh, uh, Google? It just... Makes things so small, or maybe I'm just getting old, I can't read. The 10 most dangerous cities in the U.S. are all run by Democrats. It has gone on for decades. They tested that hypothesis because it came from President Donald J. Trump. That's right. And let's just look at them. New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Phoenix, San Diego, Dallas, San Jose, Austin, Jacksonville, Fort Worth. Those are the 20 most populated cities, okay? Then you got the 21 through 50 most populated cities. We're in at 32. I'm not sure if anybody knows uh, our MSA is different than our actual city count. We actually are a pretty populous city. The 32nd most populous city. Uh, El Paso, 22nd. Did you know that, Rudy? We were that big of an uh, official city? I did not know that. Okay. So here it is. The 20 most populated cities. Okay. You have, um, let me put it this way, if I can explain it to you, because this is econometrics. It's and I'm going to put it in plain speak. Okay, those run by Democrat mayors have one and a half times what Republican mayor cities have as far as overall violent crimes. They have 20 percent higher murder rates. They have, from what I can tell, about 14 percent higher rape rates. They have a robbery rate that's twice as much in Democrat cities versus Republicans. This is the most populated cities. Okay. And in aggravated assaults, it's about 33% more aggravated results in Democrat aggravated assaults in Democrat run cities versus Republican cities. Okay. Those are the numbers as far as violent crimes in the most populated cities. Here's where Albuquerque, New Mexico comes in. And this is, this will blow your mind. Okay. I should probably go back to, the city, so I can list them all off. Boston, Milwaukee, Raleigh, El Paso, Albuquerque, Miami, Nashville, Tucson, Long Beach, Detroit, Fresno, Virginia Beach, Oklahoma City, Mesa, Oakland, Portland, Sacramento, Minneapolis, Las Vegas, Atlanta, Tulsa, Memphis, Kansas City, Tampa, Louisville, Colorado Springs, Arlington, Texas, Baltimore, Maryland, Omaha, New Orleans, Louisiana. Okay, You have the most murderous city in New Orleans. Now let's go to it. 21 through 50. Those cities, it's not even close. 
the murder rate is three times higher in blue run cities, 21 through 50. Two to one overall, three to one in the 21 to 50 most populous cities, folks. 17.58 versus 6.83. Rape, about the same, 16%, 71 to 57. Okay, 57 for Republicans. Here's where it gets crazy. Robbery, also nearly three times as much. 282 versus 112. Okay, almost three to one. And here's where it's double aggravated assault, 646 to 365. But this violent crime overall is two to one with murders at three to one. Democrat versus Republican. Now, this is a hard argument to make because you're going to have all the pizzazz and the finesse and, you know, the charisma of a Democrat mayor and he's smooth and he's likable and he's nice and he's understanding and he's into LGBTQ and he's got the, the Q factor and the cool factor and he's the metal mayor and all this kind of stuff, right? Well, we like all that kind of stuff, right? But what this does tell you is that it's always better to vote Republican. I seem to remember last, last uh, year when I was running for mayor at that time, thankfully I'm not doing that. <laughs> Boy, I feel bad for Ron Ketty having to go through that campaign. It's, it takes so much out of you. Put you under unbelievable amount of stress. You don't even want to watch and turn on the TV anymore. Just like, I'm done with this, right? I, I can't watch any of this. But here it is, folks. 51 through 100 most populated cities, violent crime, 734 to 395. Murder, well, three times as much in those smaller cities as well. So if you're a smaller city, if you are a smaller city, folks, and you're run by a Democrat mayor, it's a bad place to live. Oh, well, at the very same time, I also looked at the flight of population and where it was highest. Guess what everyone is leaving? Blue cities that are in the 25 to 50 city range. In fact, of the top 10 markets, the top eight markets for flight of population out is every single one is run by a blue Democrat with a high level of murder and aggravated assault and other violent crimes. Those are the stats. Those are real. And they wanted to check Donald Trump's words on that. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. Back after a quick break here in the Kiva, we'll check on weather and traffic with Rudy Grande when we return. time of year somewhere far away from here I feel fine enough I guess considering everything's a mess there's a restaurant down the street Monroe. where hungry people like to eat I could walk, but I'll just drive. It's cooler than it looks outside. It's like you dream you try to remember, but it's gone. Then you're trying to scream, but it only comes out as a yawn. When you're trying to see the one beyond your front door. Take your times away, I'm going to make you smile. When you realize that the guy by side might take a while. Just to try to figure out what all this is for. Yeah, what is this all for? 
We're going to try and uh, save our state, right? Uh, that's what we're going to do in the next couple of weeks, right, Brady? That's what we're going to do. We're going to wrap, you get people going, amped up, ramp, whatever we possibly can do. Because we got to get Mark Ronchetti, because we don't want bad crime. We don't want this lackadaisical attitude uh, or this uh, blase, you know, you know, allowing all these criminals to just run the streets and have these high murder rates. We got to do something about it. This is why I put in the work. This is why other people have put in the work. This is why people put their butts online because they care about things. And it stresses you out to, to, to the nth degree, right? It does. You, you, you put yourself out there because you want to go ahead and change New Mexico because you're tired of it getting, you know, being kicked around 50th place, 51st place. Like we don't, we don't have, that. I played all those commercials. I told you MLG was, was complaining about where our rankings were at 47th, 49th. And now we're 51st and everything. And, and you want to go ahead and extend her contract. That'd be like uh, losing four years in a row as uh the head coach of a football team or a major league baseball team and said, yeah, we're going to go ahead and renew their contract. Right. No good why, why would we that. renew the contract yeah. on, on a, on a coach like that? And someone who has an attitude like that towards her players, right? She's, she's literally traded everybody away on her bench. These sports metaphors can go all day. Right. I think we could just do these sports metaphors all day. Cause I think we have to put it in really simple terms. Someone who's lost 28 people in her cabinet. Someone that's had rampant criminality, right? Someone that's given away. It's sort of like, uh, what's the name of that? Um, not Colin Kaepernick. It was the guy that played for the Raiders. Rudy, you're a football fan. He got drafted, his, his number two, and he never like played a, a game. But he had one of the highest contracts of all time. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, but in all all of the the team hated that, right? They didn't like the fact that it was disrespectful to them who was there showing up, working hard, trying to do the right things. But but she had her favorites or the coach had his favorites and decided to go ahead and, and pay him a giant contract. That's what we're doing in the state of New Mexico. If you decide after 90 years to go ahead and give her another four years, another four years, we, we can't do it. And across the country, people are getting fired and thrown out. And Donald Trump has the highest clip of all in terms of his endorsements. And that's there, there is no rift between DeSantis and Trump. It's all hands on deck. We're all together. We'll sort it out in the primaries. But right now, as I showed you yesterday, it looks like Donald Trump's running in 2024. They've already sorted that stuff out. They're going to play the long game. DeSantis said, I'm young. I'm 43. I've got plenty of daylight in front of me. I've got enough on my hands uh, right here with, with, uh, with Florida. James Carville, happy birthday. This will be your last happy birthday. <laughs> You're 78. Political strategist uh, James Carville, 78. He's in man. He's at his Louisiana shuffle that he's doing. His, he, was, he was literally saying, I, I couldn't even believe this when I saw this. I, I said to myself, are you kidding me? This is what he had to say about Mar-a-Lago. And I looked at this and like, you've lost all your marbles, sir. Take a listen. This is James Carville. The famous uh, Clinton political strategist on everything. And The Hill had a uh, conversation, uh, Neil Strange, Neil Strange with uh, If I were a Republican right now, I don't know what I'd do because this is an election that we can't, we can't do, uh, we, we should be winning and we're not. And it, 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 I would just be beating my head against the wall. Way on top of that, this Mar-a-Lago story, which might be the biggest story since 9-11 what 
The it's biggest source is like, yeah, on your right. end. Well, talk, not going anywhere. And, and you, you, you're a Republican candidate. Well, if you're a Democrat, you're going to get asked about inflation. If you're a Republican, you're going to get asked about Trump. The Mar-a-Lago story, um, how politically significant is that? How, I mean, I, I understand, understand and everyone understands the, the understand ethics and the potential legal ramifications. The new premier, the new PM for, for Britain, he literally sounds like C-3PO. Put him next to each other. He sounds like C-3PO. I came up with that first, by the way. All across the country, you've never heard another person say that. What's his name, Rishi? This guy can't even understand as he's asking the question. And the Democrats, James Carville, who's now going senile, is completely and totally delusional. ...to some degree, but how uh, electorally significant do you consider that story? Well, okay, this is, I'll give you the Republican argument. Look, this isn't librarians fighting over each other, okay? What, classified, president can classify, declassify, whatever he wants. Maybe he made a, a, a couple of mistakes, if this is librarian stuff, why are we doing this? All right. Uh, by the same token, it's really people understand everybody's going to the movies and everybody's kind of read spy novels and knows what documents are and classified. And then, of course, don't know if it's true, but the Post reports that some of them pertain to nuclear documents. Oh, well, totally delusional. <laughs> so he's projecting what he probably already knows. Okay. If we're getting close to nuclear war, he sees what the Democrats are doing. We've never been closer to nuclear war than we are right now. And this is under a senile president with a senile political strategist cheering him on in the sideline just because, and he is so dedicated to the Democrat Party. By the way, last happy birthday for James Carville. That he is willing to go full delusional on this and say this is the biggest story since 9-11 and, and the documents that he had right there after it's already come out. If it's already come out what they're all about, he had to have something because they knew that the government and the FBI would destroy. Hey, after all, Hunter Biden's laptop, they pretty much destroyed that. Thankfully, there was a tranche of 120,000 emails and various other components on the hard drive of Hunter Biden that was released by somebody who was close to Trump. Thankfully, we've got some of that. And you heard some of that yesterday with BGK and uh, Rosemont, Gemini Rosemont. I released all that. I made the connection between Prince Andrew and uh, Richard Branson, Jeffrey Epstein, and R. Hunter Biden. I did all that yesterday for you guys right here on our air. That stuff is flying. It's out there. People are grabbing a hold of that, and they're going to do something with it because something does need to happen. Now, this whole rift that they've been trying to gaslight you with doesn't exist. Okay, the Republicans are finally learned a little something from the Democrats. They all decide who's running where and what and how. Not running against each other like we do in the state of New Mexico. This, the Republican Party in New Mexico is trailing. Thankfully, there is a good political strategist in Jay McCluskey, who you should thank for what's happening in the city council as well as me, for the things that have happened in the city of Albuquerque that have flipped the city council, that are pushing back against the mayor. Okay, we can get Brooke Basson back, hopefully, and she can stop, you know, glad handing with the mayor a little bit here. Okay, but we can get that back and you have to decide, oh, yeah, I'm not running this guy. I'm not running this guy. I'm not running. We're not going to run these also rants because, you know, there's completely people that are totally unelectable. I didn't want to run. People don't want to run for these positions, right? Unless they're like set up to do this in their entire life. I'm on the radio. This is what I do. I, I do better work here than I do somewhere else running for political office. But we need a deeper bench. But we also need to decide who's going to run so there's not all this infighting, okay? So we didn't go Republicans attacking Republicans 
all the time. Governor DeSantis is such a guy, right? Unchallenged within his own party, unbridled in his ability to go ahead and perform his job. And it was pretty cool because he took down Charlie Crist last night in the debate. And tonight's debate, debate, debate. I think you have the Pennsylvania debate. You have the Arizona debate. Uh, I think there's a couple of other debates that are happening. This is last night. This is what leadership and performance and preparation sounds like, ladies and gentlemen. And this is what we need. This is what we have. In fact, I looked at, at DeSantis and I looked at uh, uh, Ron Ketty. I'm like, hey, we've got our own DeSantis potentially here. I don't think that's a reach. Before you laugh at me, with any, that's not a reach. Take a listen. Thank you. I just want to remind everybody for tuning in. Uh, you know, Charlie Chris has voted with Joe Biden 100% of the time to give us some inflationary policy and to drive up the cost of everything that we're doing. And the fact of the matter is, over the last two years, we've now have record inflation all across this country at 40-year highs. He supports Biden's energy policies, which have made gas and utilities more expensive. Uh, that is wrong. And I would also say this. You mentioned, Liz, that people are flocking to Florida. That would not have happened if Charlie Crist had his way. He wrote me a letter in July of 2020 saying you need to shut down the state of Florida. Wow. He said you need to force people to shelter in their own homes. That would have destroyed the state of Florida. That would have caused that would have caused our tourism industry to go into the toilet. It would have locked out millions of kids. And that's exactly all of those very things that DeSantis just enumerated is exactly what it did to the state of New Mexico. And Mark Ronchetti and the only two performances that he was given enumerated exactly that in his debates. Back in three, you and me. If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, well, I'd buy you a house. I would buy you a house. And if I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, buy you furniture for your house, maybe a nice Chesterfield or an Ottoman. And if I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, well, I'd buy you a K-car, a nice reliant automobile. And if I had a million dollars, I'd buy you a bare naked ladies five o'clock hour here in the kiva if i had a million dollars you gotta play the lottery i guess i don't gamble but uh, Rudy, do you any uh any gambling at all any uh, lottery i uh, I-, uh, I used to i had a friend uh, that i went to the hockey games with in la and her and i had a solid set of numbers so we won a little bit of money not oh, a lot okay. but yeah there you go yeah, that's just one way to you could either be a politician in the state of New Mexico, or you could, uh, <laughs> I guess you could win the lottery. Is there any other way? Oh, yeah, you could uh, have a nice fat pension uh, working for the city, state, or um, local government. Uh, you know, there but you that's go, federal government. That's, that, those, are, those are the richest people in our state, right? It, sure, it certainly isn't radio station owners. I mean, that's for sure. I'll tell you that much. Well, we, we just, traffic reporters now. We are traffic, ba- yeah. swimming in the money. Yeah. I, I could I never talk about money, but uh since we're talking about if I had a million dollars, there it is. Five fifty fifty five hundred. Well, Donald Trump, even NPR is singing his praises without actually singing his praises. Because is NPR actually ever going to sing his praises? No, it's not. Uh, so they track the uh, Trump endorsements. And as I told you, that rift 
is absolutely gone. You don't see it. Okay. And that's my fourth question for today uh, for all of you. Trump's 2022 support record is solid. Are you impressed by it or are you disappointed? Some people are like, oh man, I just wish Trump would go away. Are you one of those Republicans? I told you yesterday the support. The Daily Caller had it at 72% for DeSantis for president. And then you would think, well, I guess it's only 28% for Trump. No, it didn't work that way. 64% said they were supporting Donald Trump. Two-thirds versus nearly three-quarters for DeSantis. Okay, and, and here it is. We might get a kinder, uh, kinder, gentler Trump going for it. Can such a thing even be said? His kids love him, so he must be a lovable guy. I, I think he is. But we're not going to Trump our, our way here. We'll, we'll stop there on the Trump um, by allowing NPR... Yes, uh, you guys that are the swing voters, your own uh, news source. Uh, this is Michael Brasher, KNW, E9.1, KNW. I've been doing this for uh, uh, 40 some odd years. Michael's a hell of a nice guy. His uh, brother's a pretty nice guy. Helped out the station for a while. We were uh, working with his uh, translator, all that. But Michael's been doing it. I admire his discipline, his commitment. He was a former city councilor. Do you remember that? No. Yeah. No, you don't remember. <laughs> you don't want to remember that? No, I, I really don't. I was thinking. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I think he was city councilor for a short period of time. But, you know, uh, I know he won't come out and tell you this, but Michael Brasher was a supporter of Donald Trump for a time. He also helped uh, the Kiva uh, for a time. And so I, I guess we have some NPR crossover into helping. And so we're going to use NPR to sell you a little bit of the what, what you thought was the very worst person on the face of the earth, Donald Trump, if you were a liberal. So liberals... Your own news source, here it is. How Trump-endorsed candidates have fared so far in the primaries. 208 races complete. Six pending at the time of this publication. Incumbents, he had 152 out of 153 win. That's a 99% clip with his endorsement. That means he did not hurt the incumbents, folks. Still think that election wasn't stolen in 2020? <laughs> Challengers. He was four of 10. Well, that, that, that must be never Trump rhino territory, right? Four of 10, 40% of those were winners, four of 10. Okay, Do the math, boys. I had, to, I had to stop for a second and actually do math on 40% out of 10. <laughs> Boy, Eddie, get it together. How about open races? This is the impressive clip, folks. He won 91% in open races. That's right. 41 out of 45, folks. That is that is a beautiful clip. He lost basically five races. Donald Trump literally only lost five races in all candidates. Okay, here's how it went for the U.S. House. He was 130 out of 131. For challengers in the U.S. House, four of six, sending the Trumpers to Washington, D.C. And in open races, he was 16 of 18. The Senate candidates, 10 of 10 incumbents. And in open races, 9 of 10. In the Senate, and they couldn't stop talking about the U.S. Senate loss, and I've already forgotten about it, and that doesn't bear mentioning. That's right. And finally, when it comes to state executive candidates, which would be governors, right? Nothing here for uh, Mark Ronchetti. He was probably pretty smart here because this is anti-Trump country, as you guys all know, right? Incumbents, 100%. Open races, 16 of 70. This is NPR, folks. You can see it at rockoftalk.news. I posted the link right there. You have it. You can go tell all your liberal friends, hey, I've got this great article from uh, NPR I want to share with you. Yeah, Michael Brasher and the crew from state-sponsored radio, uh, NPR, KANW, and KUNM, uh, they basically sent me this. Did you know NPR is, is so rich, they play on two radio stations? Both KUNM and KANW. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> 
What kind of what kind of operation is that? And the challengers in the state executive council, if it, it, it can't candidates, excuse me, if Donald Trump backed your gubernatorial candidate, he did not win. That's why it had pays to have a great political consultant like Jay McCluskey. Guys who can see through things, guys who understand and are having a broader conversation nationally across the country. Okay. All right. I don't know the man. I don't, I don't talk to him. I don't have anything to do with any of these, these people in Ron Ketty's camp, but boy, am I, I couldn't be happier about them winning. Okay. Cause we need to, we need something. We just need a win, baby. Just win, baby. That's where we're at here in this state. And I don't, I don't think ad hominem just throwing out someone's name is any good. So uh, I ask you again, Trump's uh, support record is solid. Impressed or disappointed? You are no doubt, based upon what I just said, impressed. Mark Ronchetti hit the lockdowns. Michelle Lujan Grisham, the most locked down state in the entire country. I think we are tired of being locked down. Heck, even the state of New Mexico, the city of Albuquerque, they're all going to get together with their people and say, well, you know what? I know we're a registered Democrat, but we really got to get rid of her. I'm afraid of her. Now, do I want to vote Republican or am I really scared of what Tim Keller, you saw what happened in Nikea Allen, the uh, airport head. You saw what happened to 28 members of the uh, the, the membership of uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham's cabinet. I mean, they left us, you know, that dead stare that she has. Sort of feel like um, the good, the bad, and the ugly is playing in the background, you know? Clint Eastwood, when she stares at you. Can you imagine that? Just That's a whole lot of meanness right there. People are just fleeing. What do you think is going to happen to the rest of our state with, with, with that intel? So I got a couple of little Easter eggs in the rock of talk.news. Click some of the graphics and uh, you'll have some uh, fun and all that. So we know, and we're going to talk about this to kick off our six o'clock hour, that the Democrats, the media, and the World Health Organization got everything wrong. And now you know the w- Michelle Walensky, the other Michelle, head of the CDC at a Boston uh, uh, general, I guess, where they're performing transgender surgery, more than a thousand of them. You got the link to that, all the stuff that they're doing. They're performing those transgender surgeries. Yeah, genital mutilation. There you go. Have at it. I want the physical to line up with the uh, gender dysphoria that's going on. How about we just don't talk about it? If you want to go do that, you want to go do body modifications. And, you know, I know that, you know, the piercings can't do it, except I, I think they probably tried at some point. You know, some, some people have done some strange stuff, right? We'll also talk about the Arizona governor. They want to vax your kids. Talk about body modifications. How about modifying your child from within by modifying the RNA? Moderna. M-O-D-R-N-A. Moderna. That's exactly what's happening. Let me read all of your texts before we get into more of this. Uh, Eddie, God bless you. We need you in your station. Uh, nothing bites a Dem in the rear more than a former Dem. Ooh. I guess that would be me. Someone's uh, someone's keeping tabs on my party registration back in the day. Yeah, I, I don't like Democrats. Hello, Eddie. Do you remember Ronald Brown, who's the rising star of the Democratic Party? Yes, I do. Yeah, he died in a plane crash in 96. At the time, it was considered suspicious. And it was Kohl's in the afternoon. I watched three men walk into the store ahead of me, and they knew they were in trouble. They walked the whole store, loaded up their arms with clothes, and walked out of there. Nothing they can do. Many items like the running shoes are just empty boxes now at stores here in Albuquerque, all taken by people who just walk in and out of the store. That happens at Dillard's all the time. If you go to Dillard's, I've literally seen people run into the store and run right back out with stuff. They can't do anything to stop them, really. Not one thing. That's awful. $1,000, and you're all right. Ronald Brown. Sorry, I forgot to attach his picture. There it is. Ronald Brown. Nice stash there on uh, Ron Brown. April 3rd, 1996 in 
Dubrovnik, Croatia. If you're going to take a plane out anywhere, you got to take it out over foreign air. Uh, they do their own. I'm thinking it's uh, Todd Morenovich, quarterback with the Raiders, complete bust. Yeah, I think they paid him a bunch of money or, I don't know, somebody else. Uh, Eddie, listening online all the way out here in Allen, Texas. Count this family and another family that fled Albuquerque due to rampant and crime to pursue a more peaceful city to raise a family. Godspeed. Uh, Eddie, scumbags like Diego must be nice to be the governor's chief of staff. You can secure your high school age child of 41,000 a year while you are the chief of staff. And I got something sent from thecandlepublishing.com. Back for hour three, you and me here in the Kiva. We'll talk about that when we return. Live 24 hours a day, Monday through Saturday. The Rock of Talk, AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque. Let's rage. Who you were? You were gonna come to me. Who you are? But you better choose carefully. I'm capable of anything, of anything, and everything. Make me your Aphrodite. Make me your one and only. Make me your enemy, your enemy, your enemy. So you wanna play with magic? Boy, you should know what you're falling for. Baby, do you dare to do this? Cause I'm coming at you like a dark horse. Are you ready for, ready for? A perfect song. Six oh six in the five oh five with more four one one for the third hour. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on EM sixty under KIVABQ FM, RockofTalk.com. Happy birthday to Katy Perry. Not a fan of her. She's all into the uh, dark magic uh, world, and uh, she's she's a former Christian. I don't know how many people know her story, how she got discovered, and all that. Good job there, Rudy, out on traffic today as he heads out uh, to join you in uh, traffic. And uh, Rudy's doing a really great job and. I appreciate everything that he does uh, for the radio station, including all the advertising. Don't forget, folks, uh, you can get all the news directly at rockoftalk.news. That's rockoftalk.news. Works to me. Yeah, rockoftalk.news. That's very easy. And um, switching over from the dot chat to dot news to get all the news every day, your daily fives, it all comes comes in. You can catch me right now at Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcasting, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. I produce and do everything that is right here. Not to mention our apps. I put those together as well, rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com. It's a lot of work, but I love doing it for you because you guys are so supportive of me, the outpouring of support that I have received uh, undeservedly and deservedly. Sure, I mean, we've all been there, but I uh, make some boneheaded mistakes. Uh, and... Um, that was a, a bad one. And we'll you know, talk about that more. And maybe I'm helping you in some weird way through what I'm going through. And however you think I'm handling things, I appreciate that uh, as well. But we got to talk about our kids, right? My kids, your kids, like the kids who are the Albuquerque public schools, kids who have uh, working moms and dads. And, you know, I, I think that it, by and large are treating with a lot of respect by the teachers, but a lot of disrespect by the administrators in the Albuquerque public schools. Let, let's, let's separate the teachers who are working hard in the classroom, who have, you know, unbelievable things that are put on them, you know, anywhere from 
25 to 40 kids is what they have to handle. A lot of stress. I mean, just imagine you're spending one hour with two hours with your kids doing something like, oh my gosh, that, that, that takes a lot out of you. Imagine doing that 40 times each hour. Yeah, that's what a teacher has to go through. And, you know, it takes a special type of person to be able to handle uh, a child and one who might be having learning difficulties. I just recently went through all of my uh, parent teacher conferences with my kids. I'm proud to say that they are doing well, working hard. You know, my, my son, uh, my older son, uh, it's very, very cool because he, he's always trying to compete and rush and he is smart as all get out. He's unbelievable. And now he's kicking my butt in call of duty when I play with him or anything else that I pretty much play with him. And uh, I was very proud to, to coach his basketball team uh, last year. And that was fun, but he's really getting it in the classroom and his teacher, she was wonderful. She's personable. And I'm like, I can see why this is going to be successful because you have a teacher who cares about the student and a student who cares about the teacher and a student and a teacher both want to be there in the classroom. And we don't have mandates where he goes and they don't have any things that have to take care of anything. And they go to church and they do all these, you know, wonderful things, you know, together and they're learning things and they have God in their life when they're, they're going to school. And that's not what's happening at the Albuquerque public schools. I mean, it's a very political thing, very politically correct are some of the things that are happening. And, and I feel bad for the Albuquerque public school uh, system. My younger son, he's amazing too. He's, he's, he's brilliant but in a very different way. He gets things and you're like, you have no idea he's just absorbing. They're just, kids are sponges. They're soaking up everything. And the same thing with his teacher, but she's a little bit, um, um, how would you say, less approachable and she is more, yeah, I think even more disciplined and more, you know, static on things and goes through that. Both of my kids had the same uh, second grade teacher and she is, you know, she's leading them into that very important first, second, third year uh, transition. And that's not what's happening in the Albuquerque public school system. And that's why I put out this question for everybody uh, today, which I think is oh so important because we all have to care for our children, regardless of whether or not our children go to Albuquerque public schools. We have to get our voice in the place to stand up. You, you parents are not terrorists. If you're standing up for your children, don't let the Democrats characterize you like that. Don't let them think that they know more than you because they don't. And when it comes to the health care of your children, you're saying no to the vax. My question is, will APS make vaccine mandatory? And are you going to help stop it? And Casey McHale are working hard with Freedom Families United. Okay, They homeschool. We have, uh, they're on one to three on Saturdays. Three to six, we of course have uh, Nat and, um, and Jaybird. And they, they work hard and they, they have seven, six kids. We got. And they have to homeschool as well. And they're taking care of their kids. And they, they are making every effort to bring better kids into the world. But that nobody really has that. When you have to work and have to kind of keep you know, things together, it's impossible. And getting mandatory vaccinations, and I'm reading from the Albuquerque Public School, and their link is right there on the question. The COVID guidelines were for 21-22. New guidelines for the 22-23 school year are being determined by APS and will be posted as soon as they are available. Get your voice heard. Students ages five and older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. Please screen for symptoms before heading to school each day. Are you ever going to be able to do that? There's no way. 
and they give you all the, hey, the Albuquerque Public School knows more than we do. No, the teachers do. And I don't think the teachers are on board with what their administration is telling them. You get the vaccine updates, register and make appointments, download a PDF of the document, and Eric, Arabic, Dari, Farsi, Kinyarwanda, Chinese, Swahili, and Vietnamese. Okay. There it is. And then NMDOH, parent, guardian, consent for minor to receive COVID-19 vaccine. Do not sign that. They're going to try and make it mandatory for you. There's all these things. Read your COVID-19 vaccination card. Vaccines, but not boosters. Uh, New Mexicans who are 12 and older. Most children, old teens can get COVID vaccine. Don't, don't think of it as like a, as, as a privilege to get this vaccine. We are seeing myocarditis happening in young children. We know that these vaccinations are not safe. We know that. There isn't any question about it. There's no debate about it any longer. It's now become political. Katie Hobbs in the state next door, how political is it? She won't even answer the question, folks. And you're going to hear that in our next segment. Texas, where... Somebody just texted in from Allen, Texas, is listening online. Thank you for listening. Rejects the new CDC recommendation. You won't have such a luxury here in the state of New Mexico. I'm also going to talk about Texas uh, when we return. We know that the Democrats and the media and the World Health Organization all got COVID wrong. There's no reason to trust them. But you have to fight at the school board level just because you get a new governor, just because you get a new administration doesn't necessarily mean that everything is going to be taken care of below. In fact, those people are going to fight even harder. That's why you got to fight harder. Back after a quick break here in three. Trailer for sale or rent. Rooms to let 50 cents. No phone, no pool, no pets. Ain't got no cigarettes. Ah, but two hours of pushing broom buys a eight by twelve four bit room. I'm a man of means, by no means king of the road. Third box car, midnight train. Destination 1992, Roger Miller there, died of cancer in L.A. at the age of 65. And, of course, he is the author and singer of that uh, song, King of the Road. So, hopefully, uh, I know we're having some problems, I guess, with the signal. And, and I always expect this at this time, just so you know. Remember, after the election, Donald Trump, 2020, I wouldn't shut up about the stolen election. And they went to the top of the mountain and they took out my translator. Simple as that. Got the video. You can go to I hate Eddie Aragon, eddyaragon.com. Go to the 28th minute, and you can literally see my station just getting taken out. And I haven't been on FM since. Um, the guy who owned it uh, died. Um, you know, he wouldn't give me access to the, um, the, the the house. He wouldn't give me. I couldn't get keys. It was it was also. I was paying for it. Literally, I was paying. Three grand a month for that so I could run off that translation and do it. And then he wanted more money than I was willing to pay. Like, he wanted as much money as he wanted for my my actual signal. And I was like, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to pay that. Like, you need me. I don't need you. And if I'm on the radio, we'll find other ways. So, yeah, we found other ways. Our, our listenership, my listenership, has increased threefold 
threefold over the last two years. I could track all this stuff online. I could see it online. And of course, www.rockoftalk.tv. I'm through the roof in terms of we've got terabytes just going out. Okay. I'm way past three terabytes on this stuff. The number of downloads, the number of people who are clicking, the tune in stats, same thing. You know, those are three times as much what they were a couple of years ago. People have moved to that. And look, if you're, you you can hear me loud and clear, you could watch it loud and clear. You know, you can see it however you want to go ahead and, and see it. And that's, Pretty awesome. 550, 500, and we know the Democrats got it wrong. So why would we trust them with our children? Like if somebody got something wrong this number of times, would you, w- would you uh, let them do it? I don't think so. Here's uh, Donald Trump's take on it. Take a listen. This is good. Democrats, the media, and the World Health Organization got coronavirus wrong. The World Health Organization said... Authorities have found no clear evidence of human-to-human transmission. Overall, most people should not be terribly concerned about it. Everything is fine here. We do want to say to people, come to Chinatown. Here we are. Come join us. We don't even think it's going to be as bad as it was in other countries. Go about Whoa. your lives. Go about your business. De Blasio. One leader took decisive action to save lives. President Donald Trump. That's right, baby. Banning travel from China and coronavirus epicenters. Biden charged xenophobia. Xenophobia. But President Trump was right. Signing the CARES Act, providing immediate relief to American families, workers, and businesses. Declaring a national emergency. A little truth bomb here. $22 billion in existing emergency funding. Quickly getting crucial personal protective equipment to the states. Signing the family. First Coronavirus Response Act, ensuring that American families and businesses impacted by the virus receive the strong support they need. Launching Operation Warp Speed to fast track a vaccine in record time. He said everything that I could have hoped for. Promise made. Oh, what? Wait, wait, who's that? Is that Gavin Newsom? That's Gavin Newsom. Look what he said about Donald Trump. Oh, surprise, surprise. A little truth bomb in here. That I could have hoped for. Promise made, promise kept. He is ready, willing, and able to help. He has been responsive. He's wow. done things. What the Whoa. did was a phenomenal accomplishment. In our hour of need, you all literally are helping us in a big all way. Democrats. We were at the edge, and this is life we love stuff, Trump. and we're forever thankful for that. Soon, we will emerge safer, stronger, and greater than ever. That was our 2020 election uh, speech. Just listen to Gavin Newsom. Just go. Oh, you hear everything? Launching Operation Warp, Warp Speed. speed. Fast track of Come on, Gavin Newsom. Give it to me time. again, please. He said everything that I could have hoped for. Thank promise you, Gavin. Made, promise Thank kept. you, Gavin. He is ready, willing, and able Thank to you, help. Cuomo. He has been responsive. He's done a lot of good things. That's what right. the federal government did was a phenomenal accomplishment. You know? I'll just leave it right there. Just There you go. You just got truth bomb. There it is. Okay. Those are, you guys got rid of Cuomo probably because of that. And Newsom saying that back in the day. And that's, these are all good things that we try to leverage and should have won. So when my tower gets taken down, that's just kind of what happened. It's my signal's getting jammed again. You go to abq.fm, you go to rockoftalk.com, you go to rockoftalk.tv, or you subscribe at rockoftalk.news. You get everything that you need, okay? And then you start taking those links and you send it out as many uh, times as possible. Because they're coming for me, folks. I'm not always going to be here. Let's get that straight, Okay. One way or another, they're going to come for me. Okay? I'm, I'm the main target. 
This is Albuquerque. I was a Republican that ran against those guys, and I will be partially the reason why Mark Ronchetti will win. Period. The end. Okay? I don't want Mark Ronchetti on my air. I don't want him in any way associated here on this air because it's going to be considered too Trump for me, and and those Democrats don't know what to think about that. But as far as our base, that's what I got to do. I got to motivate our base and keep truth bombing you so that you know what's going on in your government, in your city, in your state, and what's impacting you and your life. Because things, nobody traveled more than me during the COVID pandemic. Nobody. You would, you couldn't find a person who traveled more than me. Okay. And I did it because there's no way I could tolerate this stuff day in, day out. Trying to impeach MLG. Oh, oh just say no to MLG. Oh, we're, we're running this controlled opposition piece or we're against MLG. I was the first one. I was trying to impeach MLG as of May 13th. I had it drafted up with attorneys putting it all together because of their response during this pandemic. They ignored Donald Trump here locally because they were playing politics. It was the first Easter that we hadn't celebrated in nearly 300 years. Why? Because Michelle Lujan Grisham needed to let you know that she had control. And the same mentality is going to be permeating with uh, Bernstein and all the rest of the people that run and the teachers unions that run the Albuquerque public school system, folks, and they are going to hurt your children. They've already hurt them mentally. Now they're going to hurt them physically. That's what they're going to do. They're going to create damage in your children that your children are not going to be able to walk away from because it's going to be in their bodies forever. And this is how stupid they are. Literally, I want you to practice using the word stupid because that's exactly who Katie Hobbs is. She's running for governor of the state of Arizona. What they do in the go in the Democrat Party is they handpick. Now remember, she's running the elections. This is be the equivalent of Maggie Toulouse Oliver. Maggie is smarter than Katie Hobbs. I hate to say it, but this is not the uh, the shiniest tool in the shed. Take a listen uh, to to this woman. It's embarrassing to think that a woman and this is woman will not debate Trump's Carrie Lake. Soon it's going to be Carrie Lake's Trump. That woman is that strong. You know what? I, what's kind of cool about her? I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw something out that is gonna be very politically incorrect. She looks black. <laughs> she does. She's dark complected, and when she's standing next to black people, she looks black. I'm not kidding. <laughs> she had a whole group of people. It was in the African American community in Arizona. Yes, and there's a lot of, of black people, and and they're all coming out and supporting Carrie Lake. We love Carrie Lake, right? And she's standing right next to him. She looks just like them. No different. I, I'm not even kidding. Go look it up. Pretty amazing. This this Katie Hobbs. Here's what she wants to do to your children, not to your children. Actually, she doesn't know. She hasn't checked with the powers that be up in Washington, D.C., or Kamala Harris or Joe Biden. Uh, she needs all sorts of direction. She needs help doing anything. She probably can't balance her checkbook, right, without getting help from somebody else. Uh, take a listen. This Would incredible. you allow the COVID vaccine to go on the vaccine schedule for children to attend school? Uh, is that uh, sorry? So the CDC oh. is um, sort of moving toward adding the, the COVID vaccine to the recommendation for um, you know school vaccines. It's up to the states to actually decide what's on that list for in their state. So um, you know, would your Department of Health Services put the COVID vaccine on the list of required vaccines for, for children in school? Uh, that is not something I have contemplated. So yeah, you want to be governor of the state of Arizona and it and it's on the CDC and you're running for the highest executive position in the land of the fastest growing state and the fastest growing city 
and it's not something you have contemplated. What's wrong with you? And she sounds like a cheerleader. That's what she sounds like. Uh, 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 uh. So, um, you know, would your Department of Health Services put the COVID vaccine on the list of required vaccines for, for children in school? Uh, that is not something I have contemplated. So, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Um, um, like, I don't know. She sounds like the uh, <laughs> Ralph. Uh, what is it? Uh, Wreck-It Ralph. You know, the, those those uh, little uh, spoiler girls that are on there are constantly racing, right? And she sounds like that, like a valley girl or something. She's not very smart, but even more than that, regardless of how she sounds, she isn't very smart. She's not even contemplating the COVID vaccine mandate because she knows it doesn't win points. And plus, she's too worried about sort of dealing with Carrie Lake. So back on Texas, just out of my favorite place to go, Epic Times. The entity that determines the vaccination schedule for children in Texas was quick to adjust its website on October 20th, hours after advisors to the CDC issued a recommendation to add the COVID-19 vaccine to the children's immunization schedule. So Carrie Lake wins in Arizona, not on the immunization schedule. Here's what they wrote. After a state representative expressed his concern, the Department of State Health Services, State Health Services, excuse me, removed the line on its website that stated children need all CDC recommended vaccine. Brian Harrison said he was pleased by the DSHS quickly removing the problematic language, and it looks like they are going to remove the mandate for the chi- for the COVID shot for school children in the state of Texas. So we have the states to the left of us, the state to the right of us, both getting it right. In New Mexico, if you reelect Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham, you can be sure that she is going to continue to get it wrong and listen to the federal government and the CDC. Back after a quick break. <laughs> I don't know. This is just uh, good time music. There's nothing else I could say on that. Uh, Make sure our signal's coming in loud and clear. Thanks for everybody letting me know that we're getting jammed today. Paula Abdul uh, on this day. Back in the day, uh, she was she was pretty cool, right? I think everybody sort of had a kind of a cute little crush on her. I know I did. I don't know. She was attractive, but not like in a just not in a sexual way. It was it was her personality. She was just like I don't know what it was about her. She had it. She was an L.A. Lakers dancer, as you guys all know, and there was just something about her that just seemed to just take off, especially uh, during that time in the, uh, late eighties. Well, she, uh, got divorced or like, I think she got married on this day. Let's see. I all have it on the notes. Uh, married sportswear designer, Brad Beckerman in LA. She filed for divorce 17 months later. So certainly not forever her, forever his girl. Uh, also this is uh, China Taiwan day. And here's the two things. There's an Easter egg underneath the, uh, the graphic at rock if you don't know what Easter egg is, look it up. It's pretty cool. You can uh, well, you can make it up, right? Uh, you can figure it out, I should say, not make it up. In 1945, Taiwan became independent of Japanese colonial rule. It became part of China, whole history there that you probably didn't know about. So get yourself a little bit of education there. Also, in 1971, the UN General Assembly voted to admit mainland China and expel Taiwan. Yeah, the UN went, UN went for China before it went for uh, Taiwan, so... Five years ago on this day, folks, two women who said they had been lost at sea for nearly six months. It's kind of an incredible story, but seems to be made up. Were rescued by a U.S. Navy ship in the Pacific. The women said they had set out from Honolulu from what was supposed to be an 18-day journey to Tahiti in May, but they encountered a storm. 
Records showed no severe weather in the area at the time. Other inconsistencies in the story came to light in the days after their rescue. There is a uh, little click there uh, to the uh, story about them on the Today Show. Also, CBS News named correspondent Jeff Glor five years ago. He uh, lasted all of uh, less than two years. And also, uh, on this day five years ago, U.S. government announced that all incoming flights to the United States would be subject to new security screening procedures. And interesting, on the very same day that both... In 1999 and 2002, that Payne Stewart and U.S. Senator Paul Wellstone of Minnesota both died in plane crashes. So, folks, there are no coincidences. There's sort of this poetry that's happening all the time in the world that everything is really connected, like all of these energies and, you know, the spirituality and everything is connecting at one time. And and if we can make this all stuff, you know, kind of come together the right way, then hopefully we can pull for the because the dark energies seem to be really sort of taking over. And they almost beat us. They, they really did. But they're, they're not going to win. And you're not going to let them. And I just want to thank Pastor Smotherman over at Legacy Church and my good friend Damien, uh, you know, for uh, inviting me into their church. And it was the first time. It, 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 I'll tell you, it takes everything to try and get me into your church. Uh, I'm not into that. I, you know, sort of there incognito. I, I don't want to be known. I don't want you know, people to sort of pop out and say hi or anything like that. But uh, it was an incredible, um, uh, for lack of a better word, collection of people from, you know, all walks of life, all talking about Jesus. And it was pretty amazing. And it's something that, uh, as you all know, that's something that I definitely needed. And my kids enjoyed it too. Just a great program they have uh, for the kids. Our poll question for today, most accurate pollster from 16 and 20, Trafalgar, has Ronchetti up as of, this Monday, do you believe the poll or do you believe the other polls that have governor up, the governor up 7% and 11%? When I talk about dark energies and bad things that are happening, boy, folks, you guys are really voting and I 100% for the Trafalgar group poll. And uh, they have wishful thinking on their end. We have a little bit uh, on our own end uh, here, but I don't think it's wishful thinking. I think what do we call it is hope. Didn't you guys run on that back in 2008? And that's what we need uh, right now. I figure we can like use all your music and uh, culturally appropriate. When I say fight the power, like I think Chuck D and uh, Flavor Flav will be probably talking about on our end, like Kanye is, and many of these other people who are like too woke to realize, like, well, maybe we should get on the other side. These, all the stuff that they're advocating for, I can't even advocate for in my own family. So you've heard everything right from uh, top to bottom uh, here in this program. And we've answered our five questions uh, for the day. So before we get to the news, Who's more likely to cheat and why? GOP or Dems? I answered Dems, and I showed you why. Are Democrats lying about the U.S. exports of oil to the EU versus Russia? Absolutely. Look at the charts. The numbers are there. And, of course, you can uh, click on. I, I literally put the answer right under Reuters' uh, uh, click on that question. How much oil does the European Union import from Russia? You got it all right there. So you get the oil, the graphs. And you get uh, all the latest updates on the information as well by way of that click. Uh, third question for all of you. Are you surprised at the two-to-one ratio of crime in Democrats versus GOP cities? Certainly you can't be, especially after seeing the facts box that tried to uh, challenge Donald Trump. So that answer is in the affirmative that you are not surprised. Uh, the Trump's 2022 support record is solid. Impressed or disappointed? Well, if you're a Republican, you're impressed and you're appreciative. I would say you were never disappointed in something like that. And finally, for us conservatives, will APS make vaccine mandatory? You're damn right they will. The only man who can stop it is you getting behind Mark Ronchetti at the polls 
And him and his administration are the only people who can stop what is going to happen at the Albuquerque Public Schools. That is what is on the line. Moderna, MOD, RNA, the Johnson & Johnson shot has been bad. Everybody regrets even getting the shot at this point. Unless you're trying to gaslight everybody else and say, hey, this saved my life. That's not what a vaccination is for. I got to find that Walensky clip where she's advocating uh, and celebrating this whole thing about uh, uh, getting children under the age of of five uh, vaccinated. It's it's disgusting, especially since she has COVID. Yet once again, I don't think it was a good weekend for Michelle Lujan Grisham. She got the boost. Yep, she got the boost over the weekend. Uh, not the boot. That, that happens on November 8th. She got the boost, uh, folks. And in that boost, uh, she was not feeling so well. She showed up to her first event. She was only there for 10 minutes. She was kind of woozy. Then they started checking credentials for everybody. They, 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 oh, you're not supposed to be here. That's what they always do. Remember they were doing that with Joe Biden too, the controlled and, you know, staging and putting it out in the news. And then, of course, Doug and, and, and Tessa and all the rest of them are going to be cheering with their pom-poms and helping Michelle Lujan Grisham along. But you know what? We're not going to let it happen. We're going to take that over and we're going to show them that we are going to take back this state. And it's going to be a small step. The governor's position can only do so much, especially in divided house. They're going to bring his, they're going to try and tar and feather poor Mark and his family. And they're going to go after Jim McCluskey. And they're going to go after every single person that's associated with that. Let's keep fighting because uh, November 9th, that will be the first day that the fight will just be beginning. It'll just be the first day of trying to turn things around, just trying to turn it around. And Ronchetti is going to be probably the most uh, affable, likable um, uh, governor that we have had uh, going back to whew, maybe Gary Carruthers. That's a, a, I'd probably say Gary Carruthers, right? Maybe Pete Domenici. He was pretty likable. He was a pretty uh, tough guy uh, in person, though. So I know that Mark is a pretty tough guy. He sticks to his guns. You know, him and I had a pretty... Um, good conversation one day. And, you know, I, I did appreciate the fact that he stuck to what he believed and what he wanted. And, and that was good. You know, people who are really convicted about that and having uh, sitting down to breakfast one time with him and his campaign people just, you know, just having a, a good sit down and understanding where he's coming from. I think that was good. I developed a new respect for him and we stayed in touch and that's good, but we wish him well and we want him to be governor of the state of New Mexico. And then there you go. We'll see kind of where it goes uh, from there. All right. Let's get all of your uh, text, uh, folks. I know a lot of, uh, I'm, uh, I was in Florida and I saw a bumper sticker on a parked car that said, I miss Albuquerque. So I broke the window, stole the radio and left a note that read, I hope this helps. <laughs> you guys are telling good jokes. If you have a sewer backup and your house starts filling up with sewage, do you raise the ceilings or pump out the crap? Your choice is coming in November. Boy, Adam, you're hitting it. Uh, appreciate the text there, buddy. Uh, Eddie, you four, you four point six, Curry Lake four point eight. <laughs> That's in reference to being black. There you go. I like that. Is, is she? I don't know. Uh, jamming occurring in the Rio Rancho Cabazon area. That's what's going to happen. Rockoftalk.com. Get the word out on that, uh, folks. They're, they're already going to tar and feather me. Don't worry. We're going to do it loud and proud every day. Keep fighting, Eddie. I just wanted to tell you. My friend's grandson goes to APS. The other day, his mom was called into the school office because her son had called his teacher, ma'am. Call me, call me ma'am, right? I guess the, the kid called the teacher, ma'am. I'm sorry, ma'am. The principal said he's not allowed to do that. Can you believe it? I would like for everyone to know what they are doing, things like that here. Thanks. That's from, uh, from uh, Bonnie. Thanks, Bonnie. 
total eclipse of the heart there. Um, Bloomberg is dumping $150,000 into Bernalillo Sheriff's campaign. They want John Allen in bad. Whoa. Okay. So we got to help uh, Paul Pacheco. Okay. Can you guys do that? Uh, I, I've been remiss in not bringing him in, or I should say I've been remiss in not mentioning that race. There's four people to help. Okay. Mark Ronchetti, Nicole Chavez, oh, five people, Mark Ronchetti, Nicole Chavez, Greg Cunningham, uh, Yvette Harrell, and Paul Pacheco. Please help Paul Pacheco. Can you guys get out there and do that? Help the field campaign as much as you can. Walk and talk and knock as much as you possibly can uh, for these candidates. That, that's the better use of your time. Um, Eddie, you are getting election jam, no doubt about it. Uh, again, during the election. Let's see. Judy. Okay, Judy. Appreciate that. I think I already read that. Uh, let me see if I can get to this. Uh, the roundhouse, roundhouse nepotism. COVID funds used to hire high school student related to governor's deputy chief of staff. This dated June 10th, 2022. After six weeks of ignored inquiries and delayed responses, an IPRA request, the candle finally received public documents and a reluctant response from Governor Lujan Grisham's comm staff taken together confirms that an individual with the same address and last name as Diego Aracon, the governor's deputy chief of staff, was handed one of the dozens of exempt work-at-home jobs along with state-supplied computer equipment funded by federal COVID funds. There it goes. Membership has its privileges. Diego Aracon's salary is 163k a year, according to a May 2022 state payroll record. Back in three, we'll finish that story and give you the news when we return here in the Kiva. I used to bite my tongue and hold my breath. Just get to rock the boat and make a mess. So I said quietly, agree politely. I guess that I forgot I had a choice. I let you push me past the breaking point. I stood for nothing, so I fell for everything. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it held me down, but I got up. Already brushing off the dust. You hear my voice, you hear that sound. Like thunder gonna shake the ground. You held me down, but I got up. Get ready, cause I've had enough. I see it all, I see it now. birthday to uh katie perry there what is she 37 36 years young uh is that voice thing still going she's got a great voice uh, she's 38 years of age today so there she is uh, folks uh, she's very beautiful but um not not my favorite type of person but i do enjoy her music as i think we all do so uh thanks everybody for uh texting participating if you signed up at rockoftalk.news if you download the app uh, you can get on roku tv Amazon Fire, Apple TV, so you can watch it there. Um, I, I'm putting all the video up there now, so I've finally got and handling everything. Uh, Twitter, I, I, we're on Twitter, and it's on Telegram. 
although I don't really use the Twitter. It just goes there. Just another place for it to go so people can get it. And that doesn't cost me anything on the bandwidth. So if you enjoy Twitter, just get it on there. Um, you can also go to SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify if you want to re-download that. Um, the stats are pretty amazing on SoundCloud. Uh, we're getting like nearly 650 to 700 downloads a day on the podcast. So that's pretty good. And that's across all, that's across Audible, um, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all of that. And then our downloads for our apps at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. Thanks for doing that. And then our subscriptions, which you can find at Rock of Talk News. And literally, if you go to rockoftalk.news at the very top, um, which is the main page, which is rockoftalk.chat as well, you can get links to all the apps. You can find advertisers, why to advertise, live TV, the radio apps, the the, the more than 3,300 podcasts now that are up on there. That's how many, that's how long I've been on the air. can't believe uh, how long I've been on, but um, it's been good. So why don't we uh, get down to the news, shall we, here for this Tuesday, October the 25th, the news, local, regional, national, and uh, global. I'll do all the news for you, and we'll run straight into Bill O'Reilly. He'll get you caught up as well. I didn't realize uh, Bill O'Reilly's already 73 John Hannity, 60. Well, we have, um, but, uh, I guess that's the blaze, which is Glenn Beck. He's doing a phenomenal job. I'm, I'm laughing during his show. It's that good. And of course, Clay and Buck hitting it out of the absolute park. Uh, that's amazing show as well. All live clears 24 hours a day, live Monday through Saturday. And uh, thanks to our voice of the station now, which I'm going to put more of his stuff on uh, tomorrow. All right, uh, here regionally, and there are Easter eggs in all the rockoftalk.news. You just click on the little graphics and find all these cool little things, and uh, you'll know what I've read. Uh, I've literally read every single thing on this newsletter that went out to each and every one of you. Uh, all in all, it takes about four hours to do a very good job, uh, three hours to prepare everything, read through everything, and then the uh, fourth hour to upload and get everything to you. So that's how long it actually takes. It, you're not just cutting and pasting and just throwing a few things up there. You actually have to think and vertically integrate everything top to bottom. Arizona governor puts more containers along the Mexican border. See what happens, folks? Out of Phoenix, Arizona has begun installing shipping containers along another section of the U.S.-Mexico border to fill the gaps that aren't covered by the border wall. The move was announced by Republican Governor Doug Ducey. He got something right. On Monday, he posted photos of the containers moving into place in southeastern Arizona's Cochise County. The action came two weeks after federal officials told him to remove containers he had ordered placed along the border near the southwestern Arizona community of Yuma to slow migrants. I'll be on in Yuma. Ducey sued in federal court last week, asking the court to allow the state to keep the double stacked containers topped with razor wire near Yuma in place. The suit also mentions Forest Service land where the new barricades are installed hundreds of miles to the east. That's kind of exciting. I'm pretty excited about that. All right, way to go, Ducey. Uh, the sheriff in Metropolitan Phoenix says he stepped up security around ballot drop boxes after a series of incidents involving people keeping watch on the boxes and taking videos of voters after they were apparently inspired by lies of the 2020 election. This from AP, of course. On Friday, deputies responded when two masked people carrying guns and wearing bulletproof vests, uh, probably just gaslighting you, probably Democrats, showed up at a drop box in Mesa. The Secretary of State said her office has received six cases of potential voter intimidation to the state attorney general and the U.S. Department of Justice, as well as threatening emails sent to the state elections director, who's also a gubernatorial candidate, by the way, uh, out of Phoenix as well. The two Republicans on a three-member county board in southeastern rural Arizona approved a Monday proposed proposal for a hand count of the ballots in the November 8th election after rejecting a different but similar one motion 
During a chaotic meeting, the two Republicans voted for the measure after dismissing a first proposed that mentioned 100 volunteers who had already been vetted and trained for the hand count in Cochise County. Boy, trouble down there. The third board member is a Democrat who voted against both proposals, warning against expected lawsuits. Now, the Republicans were under intense pressure from voters in the heavily Republican county who believe Donald Trump's false claims of fraud in the 2020 election. Yeah, it's also where Tombstone is or near. Out of Reno, rural Nevada County plan to hand count all paper ballots for the November midterm elections is coming under renewed scrutiny just days before the tally begins. The sticking point, how the county will keep on going vote totals from leaking publicly. Ruling Friday from the Nevada Supreme Court allowed the hand count to move forward, but with several provisions, one of which was to ensure that the vote counting was not broadcast and to figure out a way to ensure that election workers could keep the tally secret. Nine counties, hand count of mail-in ballots is set to start Wednesday morning, just under two weeks before Election Day. Renters uh, uh, in Portland, Oregon, Americans who live in apartments without private garages are stringing extension cords together across sidewalks, waiting in line at public charging stations for hours to power up their electric vehicles. Idiotic. EVs are soaring in popularity amid tax incentives and high gas prices, but how and where to charge up remains a dilemma. That's a barrier for most renters, especially in Portland. Cities from Portland to Los Angeles to New York are scrambling for solutions from installing hundreds of public charging stations on streetlights and power poles to updating building codes to require electrified parking spaces in future apartment complexes and mixed-use development. So uh, very interesting. All right, uh, breaking out into U.S. news, Zeldin, folks, listen to this. Republican Congressman Lee Zeldin has focused his campaign for New York governor on hammering Democratic incumbent Kathy Hochul, who replaced Cuomo over rising violent crime. Zeldin hit a swell of momentum lately, posing a threat to Hochul in the final weeks before Election Day. He's within one and a half points, by the way, in New York. After a series of recent polls show the race appears to be tightening, Hochul has increased her campaign attacks, portraying Zeldin as a too extreme ally of former President Donald Trump. At the same time, Hochul is trying to establish herself as someone who's making public safety a priority. Republicans around the country are closing with a message pointing to crime on the rise. Out of Pennsylvania, Democrat John Fetterman and Republican Mehmet Oz will meet Tuesday night in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, for this election's year's most highly anticipated debate, probably happening right now. They're waging a fierce contest for the U.S. Senate seat that could decide control of the chamber and a future of President Joe Biden's plan. Much of the focus is on Fetterman, who spent the past several months fending off escalating series of attacks from Oz about his health and fitness for office since they may stroke. Now, Tuesday's debate could be a decisive moment in a race that represents the best chance for Democrats to flip a Republican-held Senate seat this year. Out of Washington, President Joe Biden is getting his updated COVID-19 booster shot on Tuesday. Hope it goes for him like it did for Michelle. Biden had a had to wait while to get a shot after he was infected with COVID-19 over the summer. White House says he'll use the opportunity to urge public to also get boosted and ensure that they have a healthy holiday season. Well, Joe, don't take the boost, bro. Don't do it, man. Over 20 million people have earned the shot, including nearly one in five older people. Biden was set to appear with administration doctors leading the effort against COVID-19. They were to be joined by drugstore executives. I mean, poor guy. Don't do the shot, Joe. You know better. Oh, out of Michigan, Governor Gretchen Whitmer and Republican challenger Tudor Dixon are debating for the final time tonight before the November election to control. And I showed you they are tied, folks, with a libertarian stealing two points from the Republican to control the battleground state. Dixon hopes a late surge of support will help her unseat the first-term incumbent Democrat, Wimmer has a multi-million dollar fundraising advantage over Dixon, was never even held public office. Wimmer and fellow Democrats spent months pummeling Dixon with ads before the Republican and her supporters responded. The campaign's final weeks 
have seemed more like a competitive contest with both hopefuls on TV and candidates campaigning around the state. Dixon was endorsed by former President Donald Trump. Tuesday's debate near Detroit is the second of two to two face-to-face discussions. All right, out of Washington, uh, Shelton, Washington, races for positions that oversee local elections are targeted by those peddling election conspiracies, according to AP, and falsely claiming that former President Donald Trump won the 2020 election, like me. As many of the 1,700 of those offices are up for election this year, creating a dizzying patchwork of places where election conspiracy theorists can penetrate the country's voting system. See what they're doing? Those positions administer local elections and oversee the people who hand out ballots, tally votes, and report results. Race for auditor in Mason County, Washington. Provides a sharp contrast between the candidates. Democratic incumbent Patty McGuire defends election integrity, while Republican challenger Steve Dunkel calls mail voting risky and questions the election results. All right, let's go to global news, and we're going to run over this afternoon. Out of Taipei, if you haven't seen this woman, she's amazing. President Xi Zengwen says the self-governing island democracy won't back down against China. She compared China's growing pressure to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Dai's comments follow a twice a decade Congress of China's Communist Party, <clears throat> excuse me, at which it added a line to its constitution, quote unquote, resolutely opposing and deterring Taiwan's independence. Mainland China has long threatened to annex the island it considers its own territory by force if necessary. Speaking to an international gathering of pro democracy activists in Taipei, Tsai invoked Russia as an authoritarian regime that will do whatever it takes to achieve expansionism. Taiwan enjoys strong U.S. military support despite the lack of formal diplomatic ties. We'll return here in about 10 seconds. Let me do a quick station ID. Live 24 hours a day, Monday through Saturday. The Rock of Talk, AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque. Back here out of Rome, Italy's new premier, Giorgia Maloney has laid out her government's policy plans and shot back at critics at home and abroad over her far-right politics. In a speech to Parliament's lower house ahead of the required confidence vote on Tuesday, Maloney also criticized the European Union, saying it hasn't always been ready for challenges. But she pledged to keep Italy loyal to the EU accords while uh, working for those she contended needed changes, including on monetary stability. Now, Maloney upheld her campaign pledge to back Ukraine, surprising, in its defense against the Russian invasion. Invasion. She sought to ally detractors, fears that she would undo Italy's abortion right laws, saying her center-right government will never limit citizens' freedom. Hmm, interesting. Out of Kiev, Ukraine's nuclear energy operator says Russian forces have performed secret work at Europe's largest nuclear power plant. The activity could shed light on Russia's unsustained, unsubstantiated claims that Kiev's forces are preparing a provocation involving a radioactive device. Ukrainian nuclear operator Energotom, uh, Energoatom, Energoatom, there it goes, E-N-E-R-G-O-A-T-O-M, Energoatom, said Tuesday it assumes that Russians are preparing a terrorist act using nuclear materials and radioactive waste stored at the plant. It tells the destruction of containers of spent nuclear fuel would lead to radiation accidents and contamination of several hundred square kilometers of the adjacent territory. Now, Ukraine has dismissed Moscow's claim at an attempt to distract attention from the Kremlin's alleged plans to detonate a dirty bomb. Out of Washington, two suspected Chinese intelligence officers have been charged with attempting to obstruct the U.S. criminal investigation and prosecution of Chinese tech giant Huawei. The Justice Department announced on Monday that the two men are charged with trying to direct a person they believed was a government cooperator to provide inside information about the Huawei investigation. 
but the person was a double agent working with the FBI. 11 other Chinese have also been charged with additional offenses that FBI Director Christopher Wray said wants to show that Chinese economic assaults and violations of their rights are part of the same problem. Now, Washington has long accused of Beijing of meddling in U.S. political affairs and stealing secrets as well as intellectual property. And finally, out of Berlin, German and European Union leaders have gathered experts to start work on what they describe as a new Marshall Plan for rebuilding Ukraine. Now, today's uh, long-planned one-day conference in Berlin comes as Russia has stepped up attacks targeting Ukrainian infrastructure. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz, who co-hosted the meeting with European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen, said she's looking at nothing less than creating a new Marshall Plan for the 21st century. That was a reference to a U.S.-sponsored plan that helped revive Western European economies after World War II. Von der Leyen said the World Bank puts the cost of damage to the Ukraine at $350 billion. Euros. And that is the show for today. Don't forget, folks, around the clock, coast to coast AM, 12 to 3 AM, AFN with Matt Ray, 3 to 5 AM, America's First News with Gordon Deal, 5 to 7 AM, Glenn Beck from 7 to 10 AM, 10 to 1, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. All of this is live. Sean Hannity live from 1 to 4, The Rock of Talk Me uh, from 4 to 7, Bill O'Reilly from 7 to 8. We have Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis from 8 to 11, and then Coast to Coast AM kicking things off for a four-hour tour beginning at 11 p.m. We appreciate everybody, as always. Uh, uh, and you definitely want to go for those Easter eggs. There's some cool stuff uh, that I've put uh, in there. And it's uh, hard work, and I love doing it. Finally, uh, let's see the final results. See if anybody believes the other polls of our listeners, our conservatives uh, who are out there. Is anybody believing the polls other than Trafalgar? Nope, 100% for the Trafalgar Group poll. Uh, here's what the polls look like. U.S. Senate in Arizona. Kelly, 47, over Masters, 45%. you got uh, Victor uh, at 4% as a libertarian. Uh, Arizona Governor Lake is over Hobbs, 49-45. Governor of the state of New Mexico, Ronchetti over Lujan Grisham, 47-46, with Bedoni stealing four, uh, as she does. And uh, Governor for Michigan, it's Whitmer Dixon, 48 apiece. All that came out on Monday. So uh, very, very good stuff. All right, folks, we'll take you out with a little bit of music and go straight into... Bill O'Reilly here in the Kiva. Uh, thanks so much to all of our advertisers. Best way to support the radio station, support the advertisers that support your listening uh, here in the Kiva. And uh, they certainly appreciate you. I appreciate you. And of course, we appreciate the people who are deciding to go ahead and run for office. People like Mark Ronchetti, Yvette Harold, and the people that are representing us. Thanks, everybody. See you bright and early tomorrow, 4 p.m. in the Kiva. Like a plastic bag, drifting through the wind, wanting to start again. Do you ever feel this so paper thin, like a house of cards, one blow from caving in? Do you ever feel already very deep, six feet under screen, and no one seems to hear a thing? Do you know that there's still a chance for you, cause there's a spark in you, you just gotta ignite the light, and let it shine, just on the night, like the 4th of July, cause baby you're a firework, come on show
24 hours a day, Monday through Saturday. The Rock of Talk, AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque.